Go. Santa baby, leave a present under the tree for me. Ooh, Santa baby, I want something from old Saint Nick, his prick. I wanna suck it, Santa baby. You know I wanna go south with my mouth. You got a pole. There's not gonna be any reference to our podcast. I know there usually is, but that's just was that, that was your own arrangement song. of it. And that's how it is. That's just how they wrote it. Oh, I just thought it would sing it. It's just a song they wrote. Wow. Well, to paint the picture for everybody, Brandon is sitting here with a uh, festive Santa Claus Saint Nick hat. He's mm-hmm. got a nice red flannel. Um, he's dimmed the lights in here, and so and the walls are red. So he is just the pinnacle of a little Christmas cherub boy right now. I, it's like we're doing the podcast in like the lights of a coin store at night in yeah. a winter evening. Yeah, well, no, is... I don't know why I said coin store. A toy store. Right. Coin stores don't really exist, do they? Coin stores? That was the thing that I Those are what said. banks used to be called. Coin, yeah, coin stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, arcades and banks. People get them confused all the time. Exactly. There's a lot of coins. Mm-hmm. How are you, Luke? Good. Um, here we are at our Christmas spectacular episode. I've been waiting for this. Uh, happy holidays, Steve. Happy, happy holidays. Thank you for uh, being liberal with your, uh, your terms. Oh, well, we're a PC there podcast, a, aren't there, we? We are a PC. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, last time we did say we're an alt-right podcast, but I was sick, so I didn't yeah i didn't really know what i was saying i had the flu you were de- you said a lot of things that you didn't mean when, i didn't in mean your it. state of delusion we're not an alt-right podcast we're woke no. luke is also woke yes. i know he said he wasn't we've established a lot of times he wasn't woke he used language that we don't like on mm. this podcast yeah. well i i have i haven't said the space f word in i think three episodes uh, you know a lot of our uh you know uh you know different sexuality astronaut listeners they're coming back Come back around. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to keep up with this rain. Mm-hmm. And I don't judge any astronaut's sexual preference to anybody that's listening now. So It's, it's just sometimes in space, you know, just, just you have to deal with what's around. I don't want to reference the scenes in Event Horizon. I think we relived them last time, and we're not going to bring those up again. It's true. There was a lot of cool sex stuff in there. There's a lot of sodomy. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was right for what they were dealing with. It seemed like they were having fun. It was tastefully done. It was tastefully done. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson <laughs> knows really knows how to direct a sex scene. Yeah, he's tasteful. He knows love. Immortal Kombat, I'm pretty sure. He mm. really made romance just true. Like Sonya and Johnny Cage. Like it was good. There was a really, really, really good t- right. sexual and relationship. The um the the love affair between um the Predator and the woman in Alien vs. Predator was also very yes, tastefully Yes, we've definitely talked about that a lot. Too. Amazing. Yeah, what, yeah. The, a true sci fi Romeo and Juliet. A lot of sexual tension. Yeah. Paul Anderson's incredible. I think, what do you think a predator's penis looks like? Do you think it opens, like... It'd be cool if it looked like an like, alien, like an alien head. Yeah, like where the... Came yeah, out. Okay, where it comes out, like the foreskin opens. And, and it just shoots out. Then there's, it presents. Maybe that's more of an alien genitals. I don't know. I mean, one franchise. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you feeling festive? Are you feeling... I was until in- we started going down that road. So you kind of... <laughs> Have you done any, my Christmas cheer. Have you done bit. any cool Christmas stuff? Um, any advent calendars? Anything cool? Like no, I miss advent nog? calendars. You get nogged out. Um, I haven't. I went. I went to a Starbucks and I got an eggnog latte. It was disgusting. I threw okay. it out. How about you? I haven't participated in the nog yet because I don't know. Like I really love eggnog, but you know I've been getting older and really moving, transitioning. Yeah, you have into uh, you know just my full lactose intolerance. Oh, you're trying to go full anti-lactose. Well, it's not really a choice, but 
transition. Yeah, I love voluntary transition. Nothing is pure in this life. I can't just like something and have it be good. True. You know. Yeah. It's upsetting, but I do have an advent calendar that my mom got me, and it's nice. I'm sorry, mom. You probably got it from dollar store because it's horrible. The chocolate's mm-hmm. horrible. I go really high and ate like five of them at once. Man, that used to be my favorite yeah. chocolate. Those advent calendar chocolates. Yeah, you get a good one. Yeah, taste like they taste like a little bit like cardboard. Yeah, because it's full oh. of cardboard. Oh, yeah. it's covered in cardboard. Wow, you know that's where it comes from. Every year I learn something new. It's true. Last year it was the, the truth of Santa. Are you observing Christmas? <clears throat> yeah, I am. Yep, I um, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, I'll, I'll have most of my Christmas, you know, um, celebrations will be this weekend. I'm going to celebrate Christmas with my girlfriend. Um, we're going to be around her parents' house in Mass, and then we're going to go to um, see some of my family um, for Christmas and the day after, which is my birthday, which comes once a year. Cool. It is, uh, what are you getting me? For Christmas? Yeah. Um, I was going to give you some of this, uh, black box of wine that we got our studio hosts here. Oh, so you're giving me, you're giving me a gift that we got for someone else together that I ha- paid for half of. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. What are you, yeah. What are you getting me? I mean, I wasn't going to give you anything. Oh. I think I deserve more well, for the, what I've brought to this podcast. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And friendship wise, I feel like I pulled most of the weight. I went and saw your Bad Bad show last week. You weekend. did? You did. That was a I big very f- much appreciate it. Which was that. great. All the listeners, check out the Bad Bad show. It was, Thank you. It was, was awesome. It was a good show. It was really funny. Yeah. It was a fantastic show. The last comic, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Jordan Handron CV. Jordan Handron CV. Yeah. Yeah. He had was a couple great. Uh, like great uh, bits very pertinent to Christmas. Yeah. He was really. Yeah. His whole story about um, Santa Claus picking him up, hitchhiking, mm-hmm. and then asking him to. Said that he would suck his dick. Or yeah, yeah. Is that you think that's a true story? I don't know. I try not to ask. You, you know? I was I was wondering that because I I saw him at I was like at the bar afterwards and saw him and I think it's probably true. You think it's true? Yeah, that's a really twisted story. I mean, a lot of people get picked up and then like like the type of person to pick up a hitchhiker is probably who probably wants to fuck a hitchhiker. You know what I mean? I guess so. When I was watching Silent yeah. Night Deadly Night, though, I kept thinking about his story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It had an effect. <laughs> That's amazing. That's actually. good comedy, right? Whether yeah. or not it's true, it, it, it had me thinking. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So how about you? You got any Christmas plans? I'm just going to go home, you know, I'll chill chill with fam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any traditions, any movies that you watch with the family? Mm, no, whatever's on TV is probably Die Hard or something cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably just like drink while the rest of my family doesn't drink. Oh. More I'm like the you. only drinker in my whole family, so mm-hmm. they I feel shame sometimes because they look at me and i'm like i'm not working or doing anything i'm getting tie one on mm. you know yeah so tie one on. Uh, a lot of judgy eyes valley <laughs> family why don't you bring him why don't we um, turn this around a bottle of akasi i will maybe they'll that'll show them they'll bring him on the alcoholism side shout out to akasi again um i'm enjoying a fine cabernet Sauvignon. cabernet Sauvignon is how you say Sauvignon. It. it's from south africa and uh, it's four dollars and that's your south african accent south africa mate. south africa me yeah Pretty good, right? What I said. Mm. Yeah, I sounded closer to Chappie. You Chappie. sounded more like one of the prawns in District Nine. We've got all these prawns here. What are these prawns? <laughs> prawns. Hey, you're not a human being. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't you? You're a giant prawn. bug. Yeah. I don't know. It's devolving. I learn everything I know about South Africa from Neil Blomkamp movies. It's true. And That's my source. And Diane Word. That's all I know. Yes, Diane Word taught me everything about. South I guess Africa. me too. That's cool. Yeah. Should we introduce our guest? Yes. We have a human being in the studio with us today, Ooh. and his name is Sam First. Did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. Hell yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Welcome to Dead Last. Welcome. Welcome to the Dead Last Studios. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's no problem. Uh, if you notice, we have a soundboard in the corner that moves all by itself. We have uh, Spectral Jeff. Is uh, he, he haunts this place, and he does the audio for us. So You've probably been wondering here, why all those things were moving this whole time yeah, without anyone chains, touching them. Cheap labor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we don't want to. We don't say it like that. He just occupies the space, so <laughs> yeah. we take advantage of it. It's, he has unfinished business in the audio world. <laughs> yeah. We're helping him take care of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're helping him out. Yeah. And you, so you run a uh, a horror themed clothing company. Yes, um, I run a company called Monsters Are Good. Uh, <clears throat> it's comprised pretty much only of myself. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, that's cheap labor. That is, yeah. <laughs> you judging us, man? Come on. <laughs> you need ghosts. <laughs> um, so, I mean, everything that I design uh, and produce is something that I want to see on a t-shirt or in some form of merchandise. And it all tends to be lighthearted, uh, monster-themed uh, wares and cool. accessories, if you will. Cool. Nice. Yeah, and thank you. You gave us some really cool stickers here. All these monsters. We got a Frankenstein Yeah, I like them. I'll put one on my Kindle. Yeah, give me the, give me the mutant one. I'll put it on my Kindle underneath my Kurt Russell one. These are really cool. I'm going to put one on my yeah. laptop right next to my Kaiju Big Battle sticker, which... We talked about a It'll little bit. It'll be like Kurt Russell is rising out of the sticker. So people can follow you at Monsters Are Good, right? That's the Twitter? That is the Twitter. That is the cool. Instagram. Okay, cool. Uh, and also the Facebook. Cool. We'll, um, we'll, 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 have to, we'll repost some of your stuff on Instagram or on our Twitter so our listeners can check that out. We have it, millions it's of really followers. Cool. Yeah, we have 8 million followers. So this is going to blow right up after this. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, right with Kurt Russell there yeah. on your Kindle. I don't give a fuck about your war or your president. Nice. It's great. Yeah, dude. All right. Hell yeah. Um, so tell us about your history with horror. What's uh what's your fucking deal, man? My deal is yeah. that it's always been a huge part of uh who I am. Uh you know, I, from a very young age I was very very into like Star Wars was my that was my movie hmm. and all the creatures and that and everything like that behind the scenes with uh for like the michael jackson thriller oh yeah all that stuff really kind of tied in i and you know then of course monster squad and when, yeah. I, and when i was a kid it was my favorite movie hmm. i watched it all the time we had probably two or three copies that we had recorded off the television <laughs> that i made covers for because I, even back then it was just kind of like uh, I loved to customize anything that I could get my hands on. Cool. But that makes a lot of sense, especially for the type of monsters that you have on all your shirts. It's all the a lot of the classics. The cla- yeah. yeah, such as our contained in Monster Squad. You know, all of them together. Absolutely, and I mean, as of late, it's been branching out a little bit further into more uh, B movie genre okay. stuff, Atomic Age. You know, giant bugs and other monsters like they? that. They nice. So from saying that the stuff you like, so I take it, are you uh you're are you a special big special effects fan? Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, the Stan yeah. Winston, like Rob Bettine, Rick Baker, all that cool stuff. Yeah, Rick Baker yeah. is is a huge, huge inspiration. Like, I mean, th- that man did his own thing and he got further by doing that than, you know, bending to other people's will. Hmm. And he found a way to uh sort of reason what he wanted. Like he would he would uh negotiate in how he would get things into movies. So it's, you know, Gremlins 2 is basically all because of Rick Baker. He he came onto the project and was like, well, I don't want to do 
just gremlins again, if they all had their own kind of personalities, then I'll do it. Hmm. And then he sort of uh, persuaded, you know, the studio to go with his idea. Like the idea of having it in the giant super mall kind of thing? Um, or sorry, not the mall, but like the giant the individual super, gremlins? The, just the big like corporate corporate building that... I think it was more just the weird, you know, we have a spider gremlin and a bat okay. gremlin. Have, it, have you ever watched the Key and Peele sketch? Oh, yeah. It's, about Gremlins 2? Key, Key and Peele so absolutely my my favorite show it's the it's my favorite yeah. sketch by them it's amazing you should oh, you i haven't watch seen it, it. Yeah. it's oh the, so fa- the family funny. matters one the i don't fam- think I've seen you, that one. you haven't seen the family matters one no no that's that you gotta watch that okay one. hell yeah they're they're fantastic they're fantastic yeah. best sketch show since Chappelle show i would say oh yeah yeah it's got some gems absolutely man yeah the call the, the football names is one of my favorites <laughs> yeah <laughs> rookie dookie johnson yeah. um but yeah uh, one of my favorite things about like uh, the horror fan community and stuff, that I, especially the uh, is the, is the appreciation for special effects. Like everyone knows, like everyone's name, like they're they're the all stars, you know. Like even more so than like a lot of actors and people like that. Everyone knows, fucking like Rob Boutine, Stan Winston, Rick Baker, all these people. Like it, it it's it makes me feel so good for people to have an appreciation for something that's such a meaningful art form. You know, that's kind of, uh, that I think is coming back, but, um, it's been kind of left by the wayside for a long time now. It definitely has. And I mean, that's why Rick Baker got out of the game. I mean, he was very disillusioned with how the special effects industry is gone, but you know, that being said, you know, we've, you know, we've all seen the new star Wars, Mm -hmm. the last two movies. And I mean, it's coming back in a really, really awesome way. Totally. Uh, and they realize that. You got to use practical effects and, right, you know, computer effects. But, I mean, more than that, um, through through Monsters Are Good, I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people who are still always been pushing that that industry uh, as far as like practical effects and sculpting and things like that. And um, I got very very into uh, kind of the mask collecting community where a lot of that kind of comes to a head where it's slightly more obtainable than, you know, screen use props and things like that. Mm. You just look for something that's as close to that as possible. Huh. Really mask collecting. You collect masks to a certain extent. I'm very, very like, I'm, okay. I'm a lightweight as All far right. as All I, right. cause like I, I don't like spending. I never even like thought about that as like a community, but that's awesome. Do you oh, have yeah, yeah. like, like horror movie monster masks or do you also have like African wooden masks or just any kind? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like how, how, uh yeah a lot of ceremonial masks no no, um, i uh i started off with you know mass produced ones that you can still get now but uh i've slowly been replacing them with with uh, either older masks or masks by um this is incredibly talented uh sculptor named justin mabry who i've gotten to do uh design work for and and gotten to be friends with and uh he sent me a couple amazing uh pieces that are are some of my like prized possessions. Are they like just original or are they based off act- monsters or movie characters or something? Um, wh- well, one of the ones that he sent me was a, a, a Frankenstein mask that was based off of the 1960s Aurora model kit. Hmm. So it's very stylized, but it, it still has that same kind of vibe as like a Karloff uh, Frankenstein. And the other one that is the, his uh, interpretation of the shock monster, which was a, from the tingler. No, no, no. It's uh, it was a, it was kind of like a, a famous mask, mostly because of the ads that would be put in the back of uh, famous monsters, 
and comic books and things like that. That was like you would mail order. And uh, it was made by a company called Topstone, which was actually based out of Connecticut originally. So he he reinterpreted that and made his own. And uh, he he is the head sculptor um, and vice president of this company called Trick or Treat Studios. And they are like blowing up as far as like they're doing all the licensed stuff. They have Walking Dead, Alice Cooper. Are like, they on Twitter? Can I find them right now? I'm sure. What, what, can you tell me the name of the company one more time? Trick or Treat Studios. Trick or Treat Studios. Cool. So they're doing like, I mean, they did um, the Halloween three masks like more recently nice. hmm. and, uh, and yeah, I mean some, uh, some of the other cool ones that I've gotten, have, uh, I got a set of 1983 uh, return of the Jedi masks. Oh, yeah. um, so I got like a Gamorrean guard and cool. an Emperor Palpatine and a Admiral Akbar. Oh yeah. Wow. Do you have like a, a set of like, uh, like head mannequins that you display them on? Uh yeah actually yeah. I do awesome cool <laughs> hell yeah the Admiral Akbar mask is it like super like detailed like a- it's really nice and that's a, like a harder one to get because it has these plastic lenses over the eyes so a lot of the time oh. the lenses are missing or they're cracked or they're yellowed and like I managed I total weird situation where I found them for sale on eBay and they happen to be in the town that I live in huh. wow and then I went over and I bought them all for like a steal and uh it turned into this really weird situation where it turned out that the occupants of this particular house were all furries. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> Did you walk in on a furry orgy? No, they were like, oh, we're selling these, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, to raise money f- to go to conventions. And stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, like, mm. I, you know, I do conventions. So I wanted to <laughs> engage them in conversation. I was trying to be nice. And, and, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, you know, we do cosplay. I'm like, oh, right on. I'm like, yeah. well, what kind of cosplay do you do? And he turns to his roommate and he's like, "Oh, go, show him one of your heads." <laughs> and and this girl comes out and she's got she's got a fucking furry head. Wow. I was cool. like, "Oh, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> Here's your money. I'm out of here." Epic. They're like, "We don't need this Admiral Akbar mask anymore. Yeah, this, this, oh, this, yeah, this, this doesn't know. fly at the furry conventions. Yeah, it's, it's not a uh, cartoony. It's a trap." My my, have you ever told you my theory? My theory about furries. Your my, my furry, my furry theory. theory. No. Well, so like furries didn't always really exist. I feel like. Furries really started when, like, uh, we started getting, like, anthropomorphic, like, cartoons. You know, because, like, you're growing up, and you see a cartoon, and then you're, like, watching Rescue Rangers, and, like, you know you're supposed to, like, like this forming. Like, you see a mouse with tits, and, like, you don't know, like, what to do with that. And, like, things happen in your brain, and so you know that's you want. Because, like, they don't, they don't want to fuck, like, animal people. Like, if I just, like, was, like, half snake, half human they wouldn't want that they want a cartoon animal you know what mm-hmm. i mean he's really thought about this yeah yeah no this is a theory this is that's a it question. that's my running theory, well, i don't think man. snakes are like a part of a furry well i'm just using it as an example i'm okay. just saying well, like they don't furry. want like dr moreau <laughs> like, they, like dr moreau people they're okay, probably yeah. completely not attracted to them because they're too realistic <laughs> like you know? super yeah. fucked up like, yeah they're mutants. too it's <laughs> too realistic of like what uh like a of like a animal human hybrid right they want like a mascot what about a cartoon like the Animorphs caricature uh, book series? No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Too, they too turn realistic. Into, too they realistic. turn into real animals. <laughs> right. they, they don't want real animals. They want cartoon animals. The covers of those were magic. Yeah. There are great ones. I can't like figure out how they did that People turning still. into potatoes and stuff like that online. <laughs> oh, you got, the pota- you got the potato boy one? Yeah, yeah, that was one yeah. of my favorites. <laughs> he just slowly turns into he's, a potato. He's just a potato. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's a great one. <laughs> so uh, do you have a favorite monster? Oh, I mean, any of the classic monsters, um, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Frankenstein's monster, 
uh, uh, that's why I figured I saw I I've, we got the Frankenstein sticker here to avoid anybody getting butthurt about me calling him Frankenstein. Frankenstein's um, monster, right? Okay, we are a PC podcast. Yeah, well, but you know, I mean, as far as like uh, side favorites, I mean, the Metaluna mutant is is absolutely he's, the Metaluna mutant. Is that what do we have him in our sticker here? This guy, that one. He oh, looks okay. great. Yeah, what, what is he from? Cool. Uh, this Island Earth. Old school sci-fi horror. Uh, yeah, it was a 1950s Universal. That's an um, awesome mask. It looks awesome. Oh, it's I I, I have one of those that was a. It's like a reproduction from like uh, early 2000s, but it is it has to weigh like 15 pounds. I say, it, look, it looks kind of <laughs> like. I mean, it's this big. It's kind of like a um, Mars Attacks meets like My Bloody Valentine goggles kind of thing. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Do you ever so for, for like Halloween? Do you just like walk into your mask room and you're just like. What's it gonna be? Not, <laughs> <laughs> Not usually. Oh, yeah. um, uh, you know, I actually, I actually got married on Halloween. So, nice. th- so Th-this oh. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, okay, this most recent? No, no. Okay, okay. I've been married for a while. Okay, but uh, you know, and, and I have a, a, a nine year old daughter, so we always will take her out trick or treating and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this this past year, we we got roped into going out trick or treating with a bunch of other parents, and. Uh, so for that, yes, I did bust out a mask. Nice. So I busted. I had pulled out a, a Wolfman mask cool. and, and nice. hands, and I was wearing. Uh, I had like my green flight jacket on with with that, and I was just like walking around. It was the only parent with, with any <laughs> anything on. Just That's a shame. Good for you for being a good parent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you call it. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, I, I want. Do you have? Do you have any pictures on your Instagram or anything of the mask room? Uh, not on the monsters are good one. Okay. Uh, um, but I'll, I'll show you guys some. Yeah, later. I want to. I want to see. Um, yeah. Um, do you have any like actual real old masks or any like uh props from movies or anything like that? Uh, the the oldest mask I have is uh, uh my buddy Justin actually just sent it to me. It's an, a 1977 uh, Tor Johnson mask. What's that? Tor Johnson was uh he was a Swedish wrestler. Okay. Uh, giant dude. He was in uh Ed Wood's movies. Oh. So he's uh Plan Nine from Outer Space. He's the big bald. Oh, huh. Uh, zombie guy. Oh, cool. Okay. Is, is that what the mask is from, or it's just like him as an actor? It was. It was just like a really popular mask. Um, for a very long time. Interesting. So I feel like the lasting power in a lot of those things probably isn't the best from like very old masks. Um, like about like well, staying I mean, together and stuff like yeah. depending on what they're made out of. It just depends mm-hmm. on how you take care of them. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes there's flaws in the latex, so they'll fall apart over time. But if you keep them free of dust, because dust is a big thing, because it'll dry it out and it'll get hard. Um, if if masks tend to get hard, you can uh, do a process of, of uh, foam filling them, which makes them not. I mean, obviously you can't wear them anymore after that point, mm. but they display fine. And um, a lot of collectors will do that anyways, just for display purposes. Yeah. Interesting. This is the. Oh, that's awesome. That looks creepy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. It's a great monsters are good shirt. Do, do any mask museums, like, exist? Are there any mask museums? No, I mean, there's just, like, a massive amount of collectors yeah. who, who, I mean, I mean, there's dudes that have. That's interesting. That's not something I've ever really you know, thought about before. Um, you know, like, super cool. You know Willem Dafoe as a Green Goblin and Spider-Man? Well, yeah, it's yeah. like he, he when he's like starting to turn into the Green Goblin and he, he he hears himself talk. He's like, hey, I hate yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, who said that? And yeah. he keeps panning around yeah. the house frantically to all his you different masks. You Spider-Man. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I don't I, want to. I have a small uh, mask collection of my own, but they're more like kind of wooden African masks and stuff. Um, I, ironically, actually, speaking of my birthday, because my birthday is the day after Christmas. So as a kid, you know, 
people used to be like, oh, that sucks, you know? And it, it's, I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> but um, when I was a kid, so I would, uh, oh, wow, that's the Wolfman uh, mask? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Harry. Harry to the touch. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um, so m- when I was a kid, so, you know, Christmas being the day, my birthday being the day after Christmas, that's probably annoying, you know, for like my parents, they have to get me like two things or whatever. So my mom started at a young age getting me like a mask for my birthday and that would be like my thing, you know, on my birthday. So it's not like, so I wouldn't feel let down, you know, for lack of presents or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so she, and she still do- does it. Like she'll send me a mask and stuff like that. She sends me these really cool different African masks of different shapes and sizes. So I have some cool ones. Um, and also, so I have friends called the Reliquarium. Um, they are based out of Providence now, but they're um, they're from kind of the Massachusetts area as well. And we've worked on them with a lot of events. This um, Halloween themed event I do called the Spectacle, and they build like bone headdresses. So they take um, skulls from different animals, like a raccoon skull or maybe like a deer I skull. I think I saw one of them in one of your music videos or something. Yes, like that. we have yeah we have a video for the song okay. Ransacked, and we're yeah, like yeah. all wearing them. But they're they're really intense and tribal looking. And they use leather and different gemstones. But, I mean, they have some really amazing ones that'll be, like, a leather kind of cowl over your head. And it'll have two giant, like, jaw lines coming in and a little deer skull on top. But really cool, decorative tribal um, headdresses and stuff like that. I only have a couple. I have, like, this cool, um, it's, like, latex and has, like, a zipper oh, on yeah. the mouth. Mm. And then, um, I don't know what we call that. My mom got me that, too. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> but I wear it like sometimes. Yeah, cool. If I'm like going to the store and feel like I'm feeling yeah. like you know shy. Yeah. You know I mean? If you're going to Marty's Liquor to pick up yeah. a little bit of yeah, yeah. It, it works good in the winter because it protects your face a lot. Oh, so I'll yeah. just wear it out. It's really cold. I'm sure that would be helpful. I'll wear it. Tea. You know, when it's cold at night, I always mm. wear that and go out and mm. just get to you know meet new friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That would do good at a furry convention, I'm sure. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> but uh. So, yeah, so we got some Christmas movies lined up tonight. Yeah, yeah, so um, this uh, is our Christmas extravaganza. Yeah. Excuse you. Yeah, I'm a baby boy. Once a year. Um, so we, uh, I just made like a tweet today. I just said, you know, anybody, we're doing our holiday extravaganza. Uh, tweeted us some favorite um, horror Christmas movies that you have or anything like that. So we got a tweet from um, Jesse Miles at the Jesse Miles. He said, at Dead Last Podcast, have you seen Santa's Slay, where wrestler Bill Goldberg plays a murderous Santa Claus rampaging through a small town? I have not. I have I, not either. I've been aware of that movie for a while. Okay. Especially because right. I love Goldberg. Uh-huh. And um, and what what movie did we recently realize that WWE produced that we loved? Oh, I can't remember. Um, it, it was us. on the Darkness was Falls it episode. It, no. I, don't I think know. it might have been Lights Out. I think Durso told us that <clears throat> Lights Out was produced by that. Yeah, but you're right. It was the Durso Oculus. that told us. Oculus. No, you're oh, right. Oh, Oculus. Yeah, 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 you're right. It was yeah, Oculus. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's why, we, that's why you're here. It was the dir- <laughs> the same guy who directed Lights Out. He yeah, yeah. Oculus, yeah. Cool. And like, uh, yeah, because they went through a long string of producing tons of horror movies, and mm-hmm. I think they're trying to take it more seriously now as right. opposed to like making Rey Mysterio kill a bunch of like Spanish people <laughs> or, or, like, uh, <laughs> or just have like... A hoggle as the new leprechaun because like who gives a fuck what is a hoggle warwick davis or fucking bust man true yeah what's a hoggle i don't hoggle that's actually not his name that is the character from the labyrinth oh who is also a little person don't want to say that from but, david bowie labyrinth yeah uh the he, boom dog something weird it's it's a little person wrestler and they they're and called Irish, little wrestlers and the uh little guys and they put him as the new leprechaun. 
Sure, whatever you say. I'm, I'm not sure if it's good or not. We should do a Leprechaun episode someday. That means a lot to me. Uh, a, a franchise one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I used to watch every single one of them because I knew there was boobs in every one except for the first one. Yeah, like, wait, I can't, of course, the like, only one with Jennifer like, I can't Anderson, recall right? a lot from the movies, but I can tell you exactly how boobs happen in every single one of them. I have a friend who's like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was young, I think those were my first like real boobs movies. Yeah. You're, you're right, by the way, though. It is Hoggle. His name's Hoggle? Yeah. Cool. Nice. He just, so you his name from the labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. That, that, well, that, that's the name in, oh, in Labyrinth. What were you talking about? I'm talking about? about the wrestler. There's a wrestler. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Names. I don't know what his name is. It's not important. You don't have to look it up. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Like I said, that's how it goes. I just I say stuff right. that's completely untrue and just believe in it. I wasn't fact checking. You no, know, I, I I didn't care if you were telling the truth or not. Okay, I just wanted to know if that character's name don't was Hogg. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. I'm not going to fact check you. Um, you guys have any uh, favorite Christmas horror movies other than the two feature reviews we're doing tonight? Um, Gremlins. Gremlins, Sam? Gremlins yep. That's the same for me. You like Gremlins, Gremlins is Brent? pretty great. Uh... I'm I'm trying to think. I know I've seen like I, I didn't really like. We talked about the new Krampus movie a little bit in the last one. I didn't like it that much. Like I said, I like the creature oh, I, design. I, I just watched that. I really really enjoyed. Really, it. I like the creature I like it design as well. very much. But I, I the movie I didn't really take to that. Trick or Treat Studios makes masks to that too. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought yeah. We, that's what we said in the last last one. The creature. I think that, that movie was really good. It would have been better if it was R. It was a little oh, no, too I see, PG thirteen. I, 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 I that's what I think works about it though, because it's it's the same thing as Gremlins, where it's like Grem, mm. Gremlins for all intents and purposes is a kind of fucked up movie. Yeah, they, you know, they, uh, oh, yeah. they made PG thirteen rating for that and Raiders or not? Uh, it for, was uh, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah. That and Gremlin sparked PG thirteen to exist. Is Gremlin R? No, it's PG thirteen. Mm, okay, um, but that's uh, but that's kind of what I liked about Krampus was that it, I mean it didn't I didn't think it needed anything else. Mm. I don't think so. I don't the think the, the only thing in the entire movie that really like stood out to me was the gingerbread men. Yeah, but that was that really nitpicky yeah. as far as like because like I thought the the toys were really funny mm-hmm. and just weird and yeah. The giant cool. boa constrictor Jack in the Box guy was yeah pretty that was cool. I, lo- cool. I loved how the mask kind of yeah. like separated out. Yeah, that was awesome. The Krampus design was really cool too. That thing was like that huge lumbering thing. I like that. I I loved his silhouette. I thought yeah. I didn't like the weird twisted Santa face as much. Oh right, yeah. <clears throat> you even like, what, saw his what face. What is that but Norwegian Christmas movie um, that released Rare Exports? Rare Exports. It's Finnish. Finnish. Yeah. It's all you know. All the same up there. <laughs> you know those people Scandinavian you yeah. can just say Scandinavian Nords the Nordics you know but uh, I saw Rare Exports that was, that was, was it okay. good a little spooky yeah it was okay okay um, how about um, Batman Returns I, I, I think that's a full on horror movie personally I, I have a very deep uh, disapprovement of uh, of the Tim Burton Batman really yeah. Yeah. Ooh boy! Let's All hear right. it. Let's hear it. Oh, just—I mean, I—I I got really, really deep into Batman, and I feel like he just really didn't get it. You, you know, mean he do, made, doing he, like as in terms like Bob Kane and just like the the comics and stuff like that. In, in terms of the character, I mean, like in general, like I feel like he just didn't get Batman. Mm-hmm. He made a dark superhero movie. That's right. cool. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Batman, I would probably wouldn't have that much of an issue with it. Mm-hmm. But it. And and his stylization of of Gotham in those two movies is perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. I just don't like. I mean, like 
I mean, really, like Batman has machine guns and and like you know all that. It, it's it it just what about the villains? I feel like Jack Nicholson was just Jack Nicholson. I, I, I'll agree with you that. I, I, agree, I don't, I don't I really like the first one, but I really like Batman Returns. I feel like uh, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer are fucking are both bring it. They're they I, like I had, cool I, and fucking weird. I, I had a great conversation with, with my friend where we were talking about watching that movie and then like later on watching it again and being like, whoa, there is some... You know, like he's talking about getting some pussy. Like, I oh, mean, it's like it, it, it's yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> it's intense. Like, yeah. It's it's dark. It's fucking weird. That's what I liked about it. I mean, I like the the nineteen eighty nine Batman. It's not my favorite Batman movie, but I liked it. But then Batman Returns is my favorite of the Tim Burton ones, just because it is yeah. so oh, twisted yeah, yeah, yeah. and dark. And it, I I look at it as a horror movie, like a Christmas horror movie is what I would consider that. Like the Penguin is straight up out of a horror movie. Fucking Max Shrek. Oh yeah, yeah. named this after the awful. character played Nose you, you got my Ma- son Chip. Yeah, my, son, my whole empire goes yeah. to my son Chip. Yeah, Chip. <laughs> I've met Chip. The actor played Chip. <laughs> oh yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, that's Andrew Brynarski, who was uh, he was Leatherface in the remake. In, nice. in the um the two thousand six or seven or whatever remake, the one with Jessica Biel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was Leatherface. That Leatherface is massive. He's also Zangief in the Street Fighter movie, and he's really um, <laughs> that's awesome. So he's huge, uh, and yeah. he was in uh, he was in some football show too. I can't remember what it was. He, dude, right, Leatherface no, is massive in the remake. Oh, he's a massive something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it was it, on the the um, old convention circuit there. Yeah, yeah. That's it was. Cool. It, I mean, like, I, it was my first convention, and right. I was I was plopped next to him. Nice. And within five <laughs> minutes, he asked me where he could get some coke, and then <laughs> and, and and then told a racist joke. So I mean, wow. it was like. <laughs> like wow. <all> right. <laughs> Get away from me, guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. intense, you know, and it was um, so it was him, and then us, and then on on the other side of us was this guy, um, Alan Kaiser. Alan Kaiser was uh, he was in a show called Mama's Family, but he was more notably, and the reason he was at a horror convention was he is the Bradster from Night of the Creeps. The, oh, the, nice. the I, I still the, haven't seen Night of the Creeps. I've seen Night of the Creeps. Yeah, he's the he's the douchey man. frat boy okay, with okay. like the Ferrari. Hell yeah! And um and he was the nicest dude ever. And it became this whole thing over the weekend where it's just like everybody surrounding, you know, Leatherface was just like, oh god, this, this fucking guy, <laughs> this, this guy. He hot. He like you know he commandeered his other neighbors' uh, speakers. They were trying to show their like independent movie. He he commandeered their speakers and like asked for coke. Put on disturbed, <laughs> on like that's and, way better. And, 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 you know, you know, and of course, and, oh, and, and a cool guy. And, and, and across the way, we had um, oh god, I can't remember her last name now. Her name's Barbara. She was a uh, uh, she's Olga in Suspiria. Okay, hell yeah. Um, and and she was she was the sweetest lady, and she was very softly spoken, but she was like she's like that guy. <laughs> I'm scared for my life. This is my show is like, yeah. dude, you not. But Andrew Brian Narski, that's his name. Yeah, Brian Narski. But at the same show, you know, uh, Bill Mosley was there, and he was walking around. Yeah. Like it was a totally, it was a totally dead show. But he was like walking around. He comes up to my table. He's like, "Hey, you want a pecan sandy?" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this, yeah, this okay, guy. sure." Bill Mosley, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> wow. Just walking around, like giving people cookies, like. <laughs> So I mean, there's two sides of that coin, like right. you know. So, so what do you think about like the the horror, cir- the convention circuit and stuff like that? I've never been to one. Like, like, what, like, what do you think is your what's your favorite one? And looks, what your, what's your general so experience like? So, I I never went to conventions uh, prior to being 
uh, being there to sell my shirts mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's it's a really really weird experience because you get to know people. Um, hmm. as even like these, you know, these B level celebrities, um, right. you know, you start be, especially, well, I'll say this big difference between comic conventions and horror conventions. Yeah. Comic conventions. It's you are a vendor. You are behind all the same ropes as everybody else. Horror convention on the other hand, a little bit more lighthearted and you kind of like it, you're on the other side of the table. So people will like talk to you. Right. Um, and through that, you know, you get to see people like time and time again so they start to know you so now like i happily get to call uh this this fella named jason lively my friend jason lively was rusty in european vacation oh nice and, and he's the main oh, yeah. character of night of the creeps and oh, cool. um and then uh in night of the creeps uh there's the kid on the crutches as well that uh, the actor's name is steve and i see him at conventions all the time too huh. uh do you know and, first jason I've met him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Cool. His, his, I know the band, right? It's called First Jason. He, yes. Uh, Ari Lehman. Ari Lehman. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he, I've never had like any personal run-ins with him. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people who have. Yeah. Well, it seems like he's very big in the horror movie convention circuit. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> I, I like follow him on Facebook and it just seems like he's always kind of posting different things. Right? Well, I mean, he's, he is, he is the, the, uh, you know, he's the kid Jason in the the first Friday the Thirteenth. Right, that's his claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's not. Oh, he's kid Jason. Yeah, he's the mutant <laughs> child Jason. First Jason, <laughs> and that's what he's juicing. Yeah. Oh, fuck. that's great. Yeah, and I mean, and he has that band, and right, and <laughs> the band is hilarious. <laughs> you gotta listen really? to him, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, and he's he's one of these dudes who's like, he he just kind of. If he toned it down a little bit, I, I don't think anybody would have an issue with him. But okay. he, he's very, like, kind of into himself. Are these guys all just, like, egomaniac cokeheads that go to these conventions? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, there are some. But but no. For the most part, like, a lot of them are, like, the sweetest people on the yeah, planet. Cool. Um, Jason is he's a madman. Like, he's an absolute lunatic. But I, I love him to death. He's he's the, He is such a nice guy. Cool. Um, and... Uh, you know, and then um, there's also, um, I'm trying to think, the, there was just a horror convention in, in uh, Western Mass uh, back in June, I Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing about it. So at that one, we went out to dinner with Jason and um, the, oh, her name's uh, escaping me at the moment. You she, went out with first Jason for dinner? Not for, not first Jason, uh-huh. with uh, Jason Lively, oh, yeah, okay. with Rusty. Whenever, with Rusty. We, we, the one we talked to Ken about. That he yeah, right, right. That's how. That's what we talked yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we talked to a friend that was there. Oh, Ken. A guest yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Ken, Ken, uh, Ken was there. You know, I talked to Trace Ballou, um, and and he was unbelievably nice. And uh, there's been, like, a lot of really weird run-ins like that. And, yeah. um, you know, speaking of, uh, like, mass collecting being like a big thing, uh, there's a huge convention in Indianapolis, which is, it goes in a... Uh, along with horror hound weekend and um it's called mask fest and it is quite literally just a big convention room filled with people who make masks cool and it's where people come once a year and just throw down you know six hundred dollars on a mask Hmm. and like that's what they do for that's their thing wow you know but at that show like i met somebody uh he was he plays he's the sasquatch in the jack link's beef jerky commercials um and he's uh, he was also he was jason uh in some of 
Freddy versus Jason. Oh, really? Yeah. So and and big he, boy. Oh, he's super tall. <laughs> and he was like, he was wicked nice too. He uh, cool. he follows me on Instagram. So I was like, cool. he's like, oh yeah, I love all your stuff. <laughs> I'm like, wow. oh thanks. <laughs> wow. Me, I love beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> Slim Jim. <laughs> I imagine you see tons of just like yeah, like monstrous dudes. Cause yeah. Like, there's so many of them right. who are just like for like, you know. For those parts, you know. Right. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then like, there's dudes that you see and you're like, people. He's way shorter than I thought. It was. Right. Yeah. Danny Trejo. Short. Danny Trejo is so tiny. <laughs> really? <laughs> He's so tiny. Like, the fuck you looking at this? <laughs> Danny Trejo seems like the sweetest man. He, he, he like I had I had a very 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 brief run in with him. Okay. I got like a, my photo taken with him and my brother. But uh, I'd want my. F- photo taken with the chest tattoo if i was gonna get one i'm gonna take your shirt off danny please. no no he had like a pullover sweatshirt like baseball okay. cap on yeah. you know but i mean he's like a solid foot shorter than me really and it was like i was like wow, wow. They, uh, camera changes everything huh yeah, yeah. lord of the rings can um, work man but yeah so, I, so <laughs> <laughs> invented by peter yeah. jackson, yeah. That jackson after that, so his career took off so i mean <laughs> yeah so i mean like the the horror convention out in western mass we went out to dinner and it was uh jason lively uh rusty and the other kid fr- and the two other kids from uh, Night of the Creeps, this girl, this woman, Jill, uh, she's the female lead. And then his right, friend. And also um, I want her name is Felicity, I believe. She's the girl from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, cool. And so we went out with them. And, plays and yeah. Oh, awesome. Right. So we went out with them uh, and Tony Moran. Nice. Uh, who yeah. was uh, he's. Uh, Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie. Oh, right. Yeah, cool. Now, that dude, super intimidating. Really? Oh, yeah. He doesn't even look that big in the first Halloween. No, but like now he's like, he, he's got like a tree trunk of a neck. Uh-huh. He's got a neck tattoo. Like, he's, a, he's an intense dude, but I mean, at the same time, he was super, super nice. How about George P. Wilbur? You met him? No. He was Michael Myers in Halloween 4 and 6. I have a signed photo from him. From he went to high school at the friends' day. <laughs> nice, but um, I, I I went to a uh, to a, a Monster Mania convention though. Um, a few years New Jersey. Ago. It was in Connecticut, in Danbury, Connecticut. Okay. This was years ago. This was okay, probably like yeah. 2008 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my uncle sells prints and scripts and stuff like that and movie memorabilia. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like what, I've been getting scripts from him like since I was a kid too. But so um, he offered at one when he was working a convention. He's from New Jersey, but he was working a convention in um, Connecticut and Danbury. And he was like, "Yeah, I need a I need help, you know, running my stand. We, we, do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Oh, yes, yeah, definitely." Uh, so I brought yeah. my friend uh, Patrick <laughs> I, along. It was awesome. Pants, oh, yeah. we had so much fun, man! It was literally one of the most fun days of my life. Yeah, I got the coolest T-shirts I've ever gotten in my life. I got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre T-shirt, like a cool Halloween Doctor Loomis reflection the knife T-shirt. Um, and yeah, everyone was just really cool. Like everyone's in good spirits. Like everyone was approachable. Like you said, it just it didn't seem like they were even the people that were doing signings were just kind of hanging outside and yeah. smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah, yeah, big like, time. Uh, at the that last convention I was just talking about, the first night there, I'm st- sitting at my table and they set up Tom Atkins next to me, and and he's just like he like forgot his sign, so he just kept going. I'm Tom Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> like to everybody who would like walk up to his table and like and as the night progressed he like eventually like turned over he like turned to me because i was sitting by myself that night and uh and he's like he's like he's like hey what's your name i'm like i'm sam he's like i'm tom atkins i'm like hi tom atkins <laughs> i heard you but you know and um one of the best best things and it's really unfortunate like uh so there's a convention out in mars pennsylvania 
It is a really weird little convention. Uh, it's called Monster Bash. And now yeah. this is this is like a convention for hardcore classic monster people. People who know everything about any weird movie pre-1980. Hmm. And uh, it was so different uh, because, you know, you go to a lot of horror conventions now. And, I mean, there's a very certain crowd. Um, and this one was all old dudes. <laughs> and like Old some school. and some of their family that they dragged along <laughs> and uh you know there was like a guy who was set up and he had original props from forbidden planet oh cool which were amazing to look at yeah uh there was the son of the director uh of the blob wow. uh who had an actual piece of the blob <laughs> Still kicking. Just keeps like yeah. a jello in a yeah, Ziploc yeah. bag. This is yeah. part of the blob, everyone. Yeah. Well, the like bl- you have to stop bringing that into lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the blob, which I found out recently, because I was like, I'm like, that can't be it. I'm like, it would be all like dried up or gross. Yeah, but I would assume that. Well, be no, it was silicone. Gone. Silicone. It was all silicone. So mm-hmm. it would. So it it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. um, High tech for yeah. the blob. But, you know, and, and at the same time, they had weird, weird, weird fucking celebrities there, too. Yeah. Like people who were in the robot monster and people who were, you know, I mean, right. 13 ghosts, the original 13 ghosts. Oh, and wow. Like, cool. And it was like these people who they pull out of retirement homes all right. over the place. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and it was really, really oh, fun. Man. And it was really interesting. And I mean, uh, and horror hospice and uh, Tom Savini. <laughs> Is a big. He always goes to it. Oh, cool! Cause, I bet because he's like he's in school down there, like he, in, in well, he, uh, in he, Pennsylvania. He, yeah, he he runs a he runs a, a special effects school there, but he oh, cool. he lives out there. Um, I mean, all those dudes did all the all the the Dawn of the Dead guys, and um, hmm. and uh, it was the last day of the convention. It was like super dead, and we were gonna get ready to like pack up because we had a nine hour drive ahead of us. Oof. So we were like, okay, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go, you know, hit the can, and then we'll pack up and go. Of course, while I was in the bathroom, uh, well, I come back from the bathroom. My friend's like, oh, I made a sale. You know, like this dude bought like a couple shirts. You know, he's talking shit about all the other T-shirt vendors um, and was really into your stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. Whatever, you know, and uh, not thinking too much about it. And then we start breaking down. And this girl comes from a booth across from us. And she goes, I got a picture of Greg Nicotero shopping at your booth. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, Greg Nicotero was buying shirts at your booth i'm like what do you mean so she shows me the picture and my bud's like oh yeah that's that guy (laughs) (laughs) and and so bad timing i was like holy crap i'm like because i mean he showed up out of nowhere i don't don't think i know who that is that name doesn't ring a bell greg negatero is uh i mean he's a special effects guy he runs knb effects uh, wasn't he on the the um original night of living dead he worked on dawn of the dead okay and uh day of the dead Okay, and and now he's the executive producer of The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, and he he's actually in uh, Dust Till Dawn. He's he's one of the dudes sitting with Tom Savini. uh, Tim Tom Savini's in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, remember he's, his cock gun. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a, he's oh, right. He, the car turns into like a wolf somehow. Or right. You told me about that. Yeah. I, I forgot that. We talked yeah, about yeah. it on the podcast. Well, so I get home from from driving nine hours. So it's like three o'clock in the morning. And I, I look at my phone and my phone is like blowing up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it like he Instagrammed out one of the shirt that he bought. Oh, wow. Cool. And like, yeah, you know, and exactly what you want, man. Hell yeah. And just promo. and just like the other week, uh, my friend sends me this picture of uh, there was uh, the Talking Dead was on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Hartwick. 
well, it was like a behind the scenes thing. And uh, Brandon's dad. And uh, <laughs> I would never accept Chris Hardwick as my father. <laughs> never. Never. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll see. Um, but he was he was totally wearing the shirt, but it was they blurred it out. But I could totally tell what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, like you're not getting any brand. Yeah, I know. It was just like, oh man, weak. It's on it. It's millions of people are seeing, and they have no idea that. <laughs> Dude, the that horror sucks. circuit is harsh. Oh man, that's, that's awesome, brutal. man. Um, have you ever met like uh, Greg Amortis or anybody from like the um, Land of the Creeps or um, Horror Movie Podcast Weekly? Have you ever met any of those? I mean, those are all just horror movie podcast guys. No, I don't think I have. Okay, okay, I wasn't sure. There, they. I know they go to some of those. But... Cool. Do you guys want to get into the movies? You want to smoke a cigarette, and then we'll get into uh, oh, very nice, <laughs> amazing. Oh my God! Wait. So why did they blur it out? Well, because they didn't like get approval, basically, and AMC doesn't give a shit to actually try to get approval. They're it's just like, like they, I approve it. I approve it. it. Well, all, all they if they just reached out to you, you would have just been like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it, it's basically like a lawyer thing. They don't want to be sued for whatever. Oh, that's so, such man. a bummer, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Looks so bad. He's showing us a picture of Greg Nicotero wearing the shirt, and it's blurred out. What shirt is it? Uh, it's a. It's. The classic, uh, it's the 1966 Batman uh, logo, but I did it with uh, Bella Lugosi like head, and it says Dracula. Oh, cool. You did one with Ken Reed, too, or it just says like Ken Reed. I didn't right? do that you one. Didn't, oh, you didn't do that no, one? I oh, I just assumed it was you. I'm sorry. What happens when you assume? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I look like an ass. On a podcast. <laughs> cool. Uh, so Deadass podcast. We're going to smoke a cigarette, then we'll get into Black Christmas. Cool. I'm going to stay here and smoke an e-cig. Boom, baby. Get knocked out. Black Christmas. This is a movie from 1974, rated R, directed by Bob Clark. Bob Clark. We talk about him in a second. Uh, he, it was written by Roy Moore. It stars Olivier Hussey, Keir Dula, Margot Kidder, the homie John Saxon. Woo! Uh, Marion Waldman, Andrea Martin, James Edmond, and then others that you haven't heard of, and neither have I. 
Um, the synopsis is, during their Christmas break, a group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. So, Black Christmas. Yeah, dude. This so, is my first time seeing it. I really liked this movie a lot. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so Bob Clark uh, directed this. Is not, this is his first Christmas movie, but would not be his last. Because mm. he would go on to direct a little movie called The Christmas Story. Oh, he directed a Christmas yes. story? Yes. He has had a sort of career. Go. He's had uh, some victories like that. Uh, sadly, ended his career with uh, two movies uh, called uh, Baby Geniuses and uh, Baby Geniuses 2, uh, Super Geniuses. <laughs> um, so wow. he's, he's had a fall, had a hard fall. <laughs> um, he passed away in 2007. Yeah, yeah in uh, the latter of his life. So he finally got his uh, dream project out before he died, apparently, with the Baby Genius movies. Um, I'm sure that was a passion play for him. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it, it's interesting that he directed this movie and uh, multiple Christmas movies. That is very interesting. Uh, but this movie was uh, like really, it was the first real, uh, like started pretty much the holiday horror movie thing. Like this was before Halloween. Yeah. This was the first horror movie to take place on a, a holiday. Yeah, 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 pretty much. It was, yeah. Because uh, very early on, 1974. You know, yeah. uh, and you can see uh, this is a, a lot of uh, <clears throat> establishing stuff. Second movie to do the whole POV thing, uh, first Peeping Tom, and then it was this. Right. Uh, so even before Halloween, so Halloween yeah. took a lot. I feel like from oh totally from uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. Um. I feel so, like this laid the groundwork for so many horror movies and characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wes Craven had to have been a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, right? Absolutely. It's probably why he took John Saxon. Took John Saxon, <laughs> who is um, the, the father the and there. Uh, yep, Nightmare on it. Fantastic Girl cop. Street. Lieutenant in uh, both movies. Right. Nice yeah. cop, lieutenant. Yeah. Um. So, so how did you start the movie? Like, for first of all, like this, I thought this movie was like legitimately like scary. Totally. Creepy as fuck. I thought it was very, like, fucking spooky. You get, you get spooked out? Yeah, I mean... You don't have to be afraid to admit uh, your <laughs> no, feelings no. on our podcast. We, like, we, we, we roll a lot here with, like, dissenting opinions. Like, me and Luke disagree a lot, so no. Yeah. Yeah. We the, want you to be the, honest The biggest us. thing for me was that for a movie called Black Christmas, I feel like it had very little to do with anything Christmas. True. It, it, mm. was, it was the setting, but the, the, generally that was about it. Hmm. Um, Plot-wise... Totally. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. it could have been set at any. It yeah. could have been right before a summer vacation. It yeah. could, you know what I mean? It didn't. It didn't really make. Uh, it didn't need that element, and I feel like even just calling it that was unnecessary. Mm. Well, it wasn't um, called that, you know, either. For there was, a, it went through a, a lot of different titles. But I will say, as a plot device to get most of the sorority girls out of the house, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it works. And also, true, you know, being uh, cold winter, and also kind of like uh, up until that point, you know, it's a very sacred holiday especially with the early 70s to at least like make you know market it that way i feel like it's probably a good move you know yeah work it seemed yeah. to work out i mean yeah, yeah. It, you know it's revered as a as a re- it's got a real cult following it's a classic horror movie without a doubt to a certain extent though i wonder if it is mostly because it is a christmas horror movie that people like will latch on to it because it's i feel like up against any other movie with very similar plots, you know, it's not necessarily uh, the strongest. I think you can make the same argument, though, for Halloween. I mean, if they called Halloween the Babysitter Stalkers, right? I mean, you don't think so? No. I'm a big Halloween fan. Don't worry. I'm not I'm not. No, no, no. I, discrediting I, I, Halloween. With very few exceptions, I don't feel like John Carpenter 
uh, can do much wrong. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I and, and everything about that movie, I think works uh, like Halloween in comparison. Like I think Halloween uh, is really well flushed out mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, callbacks and things like that to, um, to the holiday. You mean? No, no, not even that. It just that the things that they talk about in the movie and, and, uh, the way the character is written and it's just kind of this unstoppable killing machine. Mm-hmm. And this one, it was, I don't know, it was just incredibly vague. Hmm. You- in, in Halloween, there there is a, like, a lot of it matters because he's around Halloween shit happening all the time. There is Christmas stuff in here, but like the, the, he has the advantage of being to walk around during the day and no one's like, oh, like, something's wrong with that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, no, he's got a mask on. It's, it's Halloween. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And I mean, really, yeah. this is, you know, uh, the the urban legend, you know, the calls coming from in the house, like you know, yeah. it's just extended out. It's it's a stranger calls, like. Right. You but know. I think this might have been the first like real movie to do like to do that. Um, I mean, so you're a friend. Of the, so the the the, ur- hmm. the the urban legend, which is called the babysitter and the guy upstairs, or something like that, right? It's yeah, called. Yeah. You guys are you guys familiar with the urban legend? I know Hider in the House. Yeah. Right. Right. So it, it's well, it's a beauty film. Okay. Well, so it's it's the same urban legend. I like looked it up a little bit earlier um, because a lot of movies are based, like when a stranger calls is based mm-hmm. on it. And a lot of things. It's basically taken from an urban. Th- this movie was partially based on a series of murders that actually happened ar- around Christmas time in, really? in Canada. Yeah, in the early seventies, um, and I think it was even sorority girls. Um, but the legend of the the urban legend rather of the babysitter and the man upstairs is a story about a babysitter that's babysitting two kids, and he, the babysitter gets an obscene phone call. And um, she hangs up, and uh, and the babysitter goes, uh, or the, the caller goes, you might want to check on the kids upstairs. And the babysitter ignores it and hangs up, calls again, makes another obscene gesture saying, you know, you might want to check on the kids. The babysitter keeps hanging up and ignoring the calls, and then she calls the police and tells them what's happening. The police go, okay, we'll trace the call. They trace the call. He calls again, and they find out that the call is coming from inside the house. So the nice. police call the babysitter, and they say, get out of the house immediately. The, the calls are coming from in there. So the babysitter comes out and meets the police there, and they find out that there is a killer up hiding in the attic who had killed the two kids that she was babysitting. Damn. So whether it's true or not, it is like a revered like urban legend. It's yeah. got its own Wikipedia page and all this shit, and it's inspired tons of horror movies, this one included, which is very similar to the plot. I don't think any phone calls in any horror movie are as creepy as in this. Definitely not. Like he like she like through it really it opens with like with like oh this person's calling again and it's just like these really creepy calls he, he, they can't even gender who's like talking they're like it's a man and a woman he's like oh, 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 Billy Billy yeah. oh you pretty big cunt you pretty little big yeah. cunt like it's it's Re- they're insane they're disorienting yeah. you have no, it's not just one <laughs> voice it's very weird yeah like it's all over the place yeah and it's frightening. Very creepy. It definitely sticks with you. Um, I was, Brandon, when I picked you up before in the car, I was enjoying the soundtrack of um, Black Christmas. You like phone. it? You like the soundtrack? Well, I was trying to find the score because I, I was just looking up different information, and um, the composer's name is uh, Carl uh, Zitter, or Zitter. Um, he created the music for, score for the film by tying forks, combs, and knives to strings of the piano so the sound would would warp as he struck the keys which is commonly referred to as a prepared piano which is like um a, a composing technique created in like german german expressionist music which nice. is like like composers would just take a hammer to a piano beat the shit out of it and then play it and because you just had no idea what the fuck it was going to sound like um like oh, a like peter 
Aphex Twin is somebody in more contemporary music that has done that himself. Really? Um, there's an album. It's either called like Drucks or Druck Cuse or something. But um, it's like a really spastic electronic music combined with these piano inner interludes, and it's all prepared piano. Prepared piano is just fucking up a piano. We have the re- we have the record at work that was released by Death Walls, I think. And of, I mean, I'll get it for you. Of um, of the score for Black Christmas. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. See, I would love to hear it because I looked it up and you couldn't. I couldn't find it anywhere. The only thing I could find was just somebody literally filming their record player they really? had the original score on record yeah, we have it work on vinyl i'll get it for you oh, i'd love it i'd love they, that they, yeah. they just released that like last year and they just just released uh arrow just released a blu-ray of that when arrow if you don't you know arrow is crushing the blu-ray release game for old horror movies like right now like they have been for like the past like couple years mm-hmm. just destroy cool just awesome stuff yeah, um, I, would, I would love to hear it, but like that was a big feature because I wanted to hear more of those prepared piano pieces. It's very subtle. The score in this movie is very understated, very subtle, but very effective. But it, it's the audio in those telephone calls that really sticks with you. So I was like driving around like in the dark tonight, listening to that. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was cool. I was getting kind of hype. That being said, about the score and what I said about Peter. I felt like that would have been a really cool cue as to if he was the killer. But that's it, what I thought that they were doing when he smashes the piano, yeah, giving yeah. away to and, that. And that's like, what I thought like, too. Huh. But then, it, and then it became to this point where it was like, no, it's too obvious. Right, they're not going to do that. Yeah, and it was like, and that was, I guess, that was where I was lacking a big time in this one was that I just felt like there wasn't a a big surprise. Yeah. You're talking about in terms of like the ending of it, just yeah. In general. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like there wasn't that payoff. There wasn't that big reveal. Well, that was done super intentionally. The director wanted it to be a very ambiguous ending. He wanted the audience to have like a, think independently for it. I agree with that. I will. I'll talk about what I thought the ending should be later when we get to more towards the end. Yeah. Of it, but um, I mean, just to, to kind of like set up the movie is like yeah, it opens like all these sorority girls. It's Christmas time, sorority house in the seventies like all the girls are leaving and and first of all when they open all this up i love everyone's outfits in this yeah movie. The, the outfits and the and the looks of this movie are awesome yeah barb barb is great with her little collar she's yeah. really hot barb's such a bitch i love her dude yeah she's feisty and like uh and claire's boyfriend just can't get away from that fur coat dude, oh, looking like he young is. joe namath <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah. his outfit was awesome. Killing it. I, the yeah. whole time I was just like, I'm like I don't dude. think I could pull off a jacket. Like, no, yeah. I, mean, man, I, mean, I wish though. I could, but. He does, you know, man. He's pulling it right <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no wonder. Yeah, I'm fucking Claire. You're like, yeah, I would fuck this dude. Like, yeah. he is. <laughs> he's rocking that fur coat. Yeah. So hard. And everyone in, um, in Jess is wearing, it looks like a John Lennon, like, piece. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, imagine, like, sweatshirt or totally, something with yeah. his hands. Yeah. And, like. Everyone's dressed so great. I love yeah. it. I love well, and then, all and the outfits. Then, and then you got Phil, yeah. who who, yeah. who is like, why is a sixty year old woman <laughs> living in the sorority house? <laughs> yeah. That's just how it's she like, looks. Yeah, but, it's like well, we just put these two uh, old Jewish people together, like as this couple. They're both like, yeah, probably like forty, but then yeah, well, they're twenty. You know, like it's that was the big. I guess, I, yeah, I, I was so I was so disconnected with them being sorority girls because yeah. I was like, like that's Margot Kidder, like she, <laughs> right. she's never been young. She's always been like Lois Lane age. She's always Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, and as for I mean Phil, I mean she's um, oh god, uh, SCTV. 
she was on SETV. Okay. Um, and you know, and I could, I recognized her, but I couldn't, I'm like, I'm like, why is there this like kind of overbearing Jewish mom that I can, I just picture her being the Mrs. Mack character. No, 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 no. With, uh, Phil, the, uh, the, the curly hair, the cr- short curly Afro hair. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. With the glasses. Yeah. They were talking about, yeah, totally. Although Mrs. Mack is fantastic. She is the godmother. <laughs> the crazy alcoholic. Kind of, kind of, like, she just has booze, booze hidden hidden books, everywhere. in the toilet. That's <laughs> wherever. She's just always drinking. Rinsing out for a cat. <laughs> her mouth after brushing her teeth. With booze. Yeah, Gargling with, with like yeah. sherry. Like cooking sherry. Yeah. <laughs> like or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So basically there's a, a guy living in their attic who's making phone calls to them consistently. And they don't really know why. And it starts off, I mean, it, the whole thing, it, this is very much, it's, you know, revered now, looking back, and a lot of people consider it, you know, like a one of the early slasher movies, but the director, you know, had Bob Clark had said that he considered it more of like a psychological thriller, but it's like, to me, it's kind of like a whodunit slash slasher, you yeah. know, like the sure. whole beginning of the movie, there's, there's really just kind of one kill, one of the girls goes upstairs and gets a bag on her head, and then for a while we don't we go for a while without a kill and she's like the symbol of the whole movie though, they cut back to her so many times, it, it, she's it, in she this keep, rocking yeah. chair with this bag over her and you head. find out at the end of the movie, she's there the entire movie, just in the window they never find her, nobody yeah, finds that, her that yeah. Was, that was, yeah, that again, that was just like one of those things where I was just like, wait a minute <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she's well lit and she's yeah. in the top front window yeah they're yeah. like we know he it was <laughs> a very high window they didn't have drones on top back of then. that after all this happens the cops didn't search the rest of the house and find the other bodies yeah like, like clara's yeah, yeah. missing like yeah, yeah they don't the they still have not con- right. like confirmed that she's dead right <laughs> or yeah. or the house mother for that matter yeah right and i think yeah you know i think that's a combination of things i think that's kind of paying homage to like the urban legend of the babysitter and the killer in the house it's you don't look in the house right because that's where the killer is you know if they just did that they would find the killer as well but the as crowd all the of cops could have <laughs> but they're all it's also it's just like you know it's the, they're it's like the dimwit cop thing you know like they were all just kind of incapable of ever solving this if it was a attic door that was like tucked away someplace maybe but that was a ladder up to an open fucking yeah. door. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't in even the a door, ceiling. was there? No, it was just it was, an open space. It was an open yeah. attic yeah. in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> and you are looking, for, everyone's looking for a cat consistently. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not finding I'm like, yeah, oh, probably not in the attic. So right. right. Which it is. The cat is in the attic, too. <laughs> they're, all looking f- they're all looking Cats for the girl the consistently, yeah. Yeah. too. We can't find the cat, can't find the girl. It's a mess. Right. So that is so that's a big part of the movie then is that it's like the who done it. They're trying to figure out who has killed the woman. There there's search parties and they elude a lot of the time the the fact that it's this um the musician boyfriend of um of, uh, Jess. of, of Jess. It's Peter. Um Peter. Peter. Because Pe- Jess is pregnant. Yeah. And you know for you know, her body, her choice, mm-hmm. but don't break that news to Peter before his giant recital. <laughs> his very like the most important like thing as he's, he's been working on his whole life it's all come to this peter i need to talk to you right now yeah well it's, uh, i'm getting an abortion i, that was, I, I will i will say what? <laughs> like, he's like how did your how did your audition go how do you think is what he said to him he's like well yeah 
okay. Yeah. Let's let's kind of a let, bitch move. Like, <laughs> yeah, but let's like, be fair. That, that that dude dropped the ball real hard on that. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, if, if you were practicing piano yeah. for your entire life and then you, it's like, no, he he wouldn't have been yeah. doing that. While watching, he just doesn't even care. He but was, at the same time, yeah. I could, at, at first, I was like, I'm like, is this just like some weird expressionist thing? That that, well, that's what that's what I thought it was too, though. Yeah, like, I, I, it I sounds think good to me. I think I totally. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I loved like, that. The, the piano recital is so cool, and it is very typical kind of German expressionist, like avant-garde piano playing. It's yep. all this chromatic, just makes no sense, just freeform. And I kind of think that is like a, a you know a through line throughout the movie with the score yeah. and with his piano oh, playing. Yeah. When, when he was smashing cool. it, I cool. really was hoping those three people were still sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if the piano he smashed in the movie was the one that they played the prepared piano yeah, pieces on. Yeah, he just on. did it during, and then they just had a slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well but done, yeah. Peter. You invented rock and roll, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Art school. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the new Hendrix. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, There's a, a bunch of cool. I liked a lot of the comedy parts in this movie too, like the uh, like when Barb and uh, Phil's boyfriend are like that that like uh, whatever benefit thing, and he's just sitting there, their kids on his lap, and he's like, ho oh, ho oh, yeah. ho, fuck. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's like swearing at the kids. Yeah, he's like, what do you want? And he's like, ah, ho, 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 shit. <laughs> and that, then yeah. Barb. That dude's Jufro was un, un, <laughs> oh, un, un, amazing. unfathomable. It's a perfect and, sphere. And I, w- I wanted more <laughs> of that Judaism. Guy. And, and Barb is just feeding eight year olds champagne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Underprivileged kids. Yeah, just yeah, get just like, no, <laughs> keep your head. Just, yeah, you like that? Tastes good, Ooh, right? He's, he's, he's the dad up. is looking he, the whole time. Yeah, he's like, Claire's Christian. Never a point. Uh, more the 70s than that where it's just like underprivileged kids we're just gonna leave them with a bunch of sorority girls for an <laughs> yeah, afternoon yeah. Claire's father w- was hilarious so the the, the little um, <laughs> just a little overwhelmed Christian dad who's looking for his poor daughter who's been murdered but they just made his character have to be such a Dick. Yeah, and Miss like, Mac is such a piece of shit, and she's trying to cover up. Like, right. she's just, she, like, covering the poster of these two people, like, having sex right. and a peace sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, trying to hide yeah. liquor for some reason all over the place. Right. I don't know. But it's so, amazing. I so, want to live my life that way. Yeah, just in just hiding. Yeah, hi, you know, a demonized booze hand. Although, yeah. I don't know why it's not a big, much a big deal. They're all drinking. Barbara's a mess the whole time. She's Barbara's hammered completely the whole movie. hammered. Yeah. Like she's Good. great. You're all gonna blame me if she's dead. <laughs> like saying that to her dad. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Wait, she's she was fantastic. Also, Felatio 2088. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kept fucking with the cop. That was the, yeah, the worst cops. Nash ever. is the yeah. worst policeman to ever exist. Eh, it's probably just one of them boyfriends. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. He's such an yeah. asshole. Jo- John Saxon is like Nash. So you need is very important. <laughs> You need to get out of the house. Do not say the phone calls are coming from inside the house. Just get her out. Well, I mean, just get, get her to leave. I'll give him. I'll give yeah. him a, a slight pass there because I mean, she wasn't listening. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But he's, it took him like a second. But I'm. Like, he lost but, his cool. Well, the phone calls are coming. From they're the coming house. from the house. Okay. Yeah. She's like. <laughs> Don't go upstairs. Yeah. Just don't. Bam. Upstairs. Yeah. I will say, if a cop calls you, is like, get out of your house. You should probably be like, yes, okay, I will. Yeah, yeah. I would go. Uh, I'd I'll, ask I'll, questions yeah. later. Oh, all the people I know have been being murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I should get out of the she house. She had heard the urban legend of the babysitter. Oh yeah. Upstairs, yeah. And, you know. Those Christmas car- carolers, like that was that creepy. sucks that that would really happen. Like if people like just come to my door and start singing. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that's that happens really anymore. Uh, that, probably not in Alston. It got them killed. Like, she she couldn't hear Barb getting killed. Right. See, that yeah, was one thing carolers. they were talking about. You know, the holiday thing that it is very backgrounded. But that was that was a clever scene where the carolers are singing, and so they can't see that they can't hear the girl yeah, getting yeah, killed yeah. upstairs. She's outside holding onto her cross. Oh, right, right. There Jesus. was some really cool, weird little creepy montages like that. Like there are, there is just like enough like style and flair to this movie that makes it a pretty significant cut above other slasher movies. Yeah, you know? I, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So for the creepiness of Billy, like like the scene of him, like. Like the shot of him having the unicorn glass about to stab Barb. Yeah, which by the way, oh great ha- having, shot, having terrifying. Glass breakables at the f- head of your bed it seems like such a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> no way, especially when you're that much of a, a drunk. And <laughs> the uh, the scene of him, his eye through the that eye. doorway. Oh yeah, that's the cover. Amazing. That's like the back cover of the vinyl. Have you looked at the the cover in your store? Um, I only saw the, the front cover. I didn't really look it's at it. It's either the back or like the inside sleeve, but mm. it is that fucking eye peeking yeah, out between the door. It's great. Just wild. Yeah. So I, I loved, um, I, I loved the fact that the ending, that it was kind of, it was right up until the end. I mean, they're really, I mean, it's very similar to Scream, where they keep setting it up that it's the, it's the even though in Scream they they keep they do set it up that it's the boyfriend a lot and it kind of turns out that it just is the boyfriend but there's yeah. obviously the other twist that it's not just him, but they do do a good job and I kept wondering like the whole doo doo, um, towards the end I was like Boo-poo. is it really just is it just gonna be the guy because when it, it's just the boyfriend and she's he's like looking for Jess and he's all stressed out from his recital and not being able to have the baby I was like it's really just him killing everyone I was like it seems like they set it up too obviously. But it's it not. That was frustrating because they they do make the that when you see the silhouette of him, it does look like like Peter. It, it looks like it. It looks like Peter. Yeah. Well, yeah. when the, when he grabs her, her by the arm, he's wearing like one of the sweater with the shorter sleeves, just yeah. like Peter was, mm, and yeah. things like that. And uh, I guess I yeah that that was the big thing for me was I was like they're setting this up really hard, so I know that it's not him. Right. Even though logically this would totally make sense right. if it was him. Oh. Although I don't, I don't necessarily think even so logically because he because the dude had been in she, college for eight years because she is pro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Van Van Wilder Gun Ari like <laughs> so, but he like he wants this baby, and she's getting rid of it. Like why would he kill her? You know. But see, to me, that was like why mm. she was the only one left. I guess you know what I mean. So it's to me, it was still setting it up True. like it could have been him, hmm. and I was like, it's too obvious. Uh, they're not going to do that, but I'm like, is, Show you the is sanctity, it the dad? The sanctity like, <laughs> of life. I will kill everyone around you. So well, you, you'll have to have the baby. So I just, I, I love that like it turned out that it wasn't anybody else. Like in Scream, that's a big part of it where they keep introducing characters to make the, the viewers constantly guessing who it could be by putting together the pieces. But this movie was just so ambiguous and like that was a, a part of Bob Clark's idea. He want he didn't want the killer to be a character in the movie. He wanted it to be completely unrelatable and completely just a maniac, just a sadistic mm. somebody or something that was killing. And I think that 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 concept is what John Carpenter really was all, was into and took for Halloween. But that's also why the ending kind of sucks because Peter because Peter is just like so the killer was just after her. She goes in the basement. Then Peter all of a sudden shows up and decides to break into the basement that he's not sure Like a maniac. (laughs) Like a fucking psychopath. Well, he did just destroy a piano. I think he was just feeling destructive. Yeah, and just like, what, are you in the basement? Like, like, why? You don't even know. I know, and why does he keep looking and and screaming? Yeah. (laughs) 
you in there? Yeah. Jess. 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 My baby. <laughs> like, and then coming at her really aggressively. Really, yeah, weirdly yeah. and aggressively. Being in the house. Yeah. You know, taking a nap. Fuck you, man. You're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just, I just decided to come and take a nap while I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. John Saxon is great in this movie. Or maybe it it's was, great. you know, maybe it was Phil's boyfriend. Well, so the so here's Jufro what, McGee. Here's one of the things. Well, did he not? Did he never die in it? No, he just disappears after the Santa yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Sad. Ma- hmm. So what? But we, I don't think it was just because that. No, that, I know. Con- I know it wasn't right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a, a very plausible, you know, conclusion. Yeah. So so uh, we will spoil the end. Yeah. It just ends in like the the bo- Miss Mac and Claire's body are still in the attic and mm-hmm. Billy is still up there. Yeah. So but one of the originally intended endings was that it's young Joe Namath. So like what it was gonna end with like uh you know the cops leave and she's sedated in the room and uh little Joe Namath is in there. You're talking about F- Phil's boyfriend? Claire's boyfriend with the fur coat. The fur coat okay. guy. Yeah. Fur coat guy. So he's sitting in the room with there and he's like <laughs> and then he starts saying like I should have told you Agnes, I should have told you and like starts saying the crazy shit Agnes? to her. You don't know. We don't know. That's that's okay. one of the frustrating parts about this is that you keep hearing no that thing. name in the phone. Call. Like I guess I've never seen the remake of Black Christmas, which I wanted. I didn't have the time to watch, but it's wanted supposed to, to be I, real garbage. Iris was real garbage, but they they tried to like expand. Like they give, what, it a, they give Billy, Billy a backstory. Is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I read, it sounds so that abysmal. Yeah. So, but like the Rob Zombie. But it, it's exactly. It sounds like they did, they try to do exactly what Rob Zombie did with Halloween. So I uh, like, I, I like ambiguity, but the. Uh, I think the biggest weakness is in this movie is that it's just so, you just have zero threads for who this person is. I see. Yeah. I like nothing. That. I liked it. Nothing. I'll say. I want a little something. I'm so curious. I like to I, know. Like, but I I completely um, agree with that. It, I want it, it was yeah. There was no like I said. There was no like real big payoff. Yeah. Um, no. Absolutely not. And oh, and yeah. I guess that could be. You know, I mean, that's just the type of moviegoer that I am. Maybe it's yeah. Well, I think everybody that, that is horrifying in a way that you have no idea. I mean, that's kind of human nature. Die. I mean, I did too. Well, like, I expected some kind of closure, but the fact of the movie, the fact, the fact that the end was okay. She's sedated. The la- you know, um, Jess is the last girl. She's sedated. Everyone leaves the house, but then you hear a phone call as the credits ring. I mean, that's supposed to imply that Jess got killed, right? Because the killer made a phone call after every death. So I think that that's implying that he killed her and then called, mm-hmm. mm. and that the cop would just like turn and look and be like, eh. "Yeah." Also, yeah. They, they, they sedate her and leave her in a dark house by herself. And yeah, the house with <laughs> a worst unsolved murders. Fucking police. Yeah, they did not take her to yeah. the hospital at all. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. No. And then the dad, who was in shock, even though they still hadn't confirmed that his daughter was dead, right. It's, it's just I, that was yeah that was definitely weird. <laughs> it, it's a weird fucking movie. I mean, the weirdest thing to me, like you, I, you guys are saying that you're like put off by the fact that you didn't get like a thread of who it is. Or the weirdest thing to me, what the fuck was going on with those phone calls? Why were there so many different voices on every single call? Who's Agnes? Yeah, because yeah, like, you because you've built you've built this guy so much, right. and you got these illusions. You can create like ideas. Like he puts a baby doll. And Claire's dead bodies, right. like yeah, thing and the POV shots of him like rocking the chair like, while her dead bodies. Which is kind of what makes you think that is Peter because he's talking about like baby stuff, like even before mm-hmm. that, and yeah. talks about Agnes 
and like I'm Billy and like does all these voices like any but you just don't yeah you there's so much built there but you still have just zero understanding of what yeah. any of it means which is just I so agree it's all, it does it, it is it is because there's so much yeah. information there yeah that you can kind of start well and to do something you, with it but you can't the thing was though you know I don't think it was ever designed that those calls were supposed to have any substance or any. Um, line in the in the story plot at all because they 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 put did all that dialogue and all those calls after the fact they the girls that were on the phones were just reacting to the bob clark the director yeah, saying yeah. like mildly offensive shit so they're just like oh oh my all that weird fucking eh, Billy, I want to look at that. Yeah, all that yeah. shit that was all done afterwards and they weren't sure if they were gonna if they wanted to make it that vulgar but they decided to just for shock value. I mean, they just, we, we all agree that those calls are pretty creepy yeah. and weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so they, I think they achieved their desired effect. But I, I don't think the the point was to, to to flesh out the killer or to have those calls make any sense. But they it, were just to be creepy. But it, and does, it, worked but like it that. does seem like there's a plan. Like who the fuck? Oh, yeah. Why they, are you saying Agnes? Why right. is there yeah, right. why are you Who's the baby? Agnes, yeah. Why are you referencing a baby and putting yeah. like a little doll? And yeah, like, no, like, there's that's like, true. There Though, yeah. was a plan. It's just not. We just don't. Yeah. Know. It, it's a lot of false yeah. setup. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think maybe the movie was more conceptual than I was expecting it to be, yeah, and that that, yeah. may, that may be where I'm coming from because I'm expecting. I agree with that. A Christmas slasher movie, right. and instead I got this like weird, vague. It happens to take place at Christmas time, right? It's you like know, an sort art house of. horror movie as much as it is a slasher. Yeah, you know? and I mean, I can see the the value in it for sure. Like, I I can understand um, why people will reference this movie and and the influences that it it definitely put out there for for other for like future movies. But personally, I was just looking for a little like just something more. Mm -hmm. I think that's fair, definitely. I mean, did you guys know that one last like interesting um, tidbit is because we keep talking about John Carpenter, who really fucked with this movie heavily, and Halloween, he wanted to make it a sequel to this movie. It was originally yeah. going to be a sequel, I read, um, and then it just, just they decided to go do their own thing with it. Hmm. But he was like really into this movie, and I think that you can... The most interesting thing about this movie to me is how much it blatantly influences influence like iconic directors like John Carpenter and Wes Craven. I mean, there is a scene in Scream Two that is in a, the opening scene, I believe, of Scream Two is in an empty sorority house with a girl getting obscene phone calls. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like a, about as a, much of an homage this movie as you could possibly. Well, do. I mean, that's all Scream. Scream is the most meta. But it's her in this shit. giant yeah. sorority house. I mean, I as soon as I start the, this movie started to flesh itself out, I was like, oh yeah, this is just like that. Scene in Scream. I say I don't like Scream. I do like Scream, but you don't like Scream. No, I do like Scream. Yeah, yeah. I do like Scream, but it's just it's like it's meta shit. We should do an episode of like Scream and like Kevin in the Woods or something. Scream, it's I think, is twenty today. Are. Actually, twenty years old today. Yes, really. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Scream. It's also the darkest night in five thousand years. It's also the darkest night in five thousand years. It's also our Christmas episode. Happy Christmas. Facebook, where you <laughs> get all holidays. your news. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We're red cups here, right? At the at Dead Last Horror. Yes. Okay. Um, so should we do final thoughts ratings? Yeah. Yeah. You first. Sure. Um, I I really like this. I was very pleasantly surprised. I'd heard about it a lot. I had talked about a little bit about that podcast I listened to, horror movie podcast, and they did this special on 80s slashers movies, and it had five parts that were three hours each. So I listened to like 12 hours of this shit. This is just what I, when I just drive anywhere, I just throw it on. But they, they talked about this and they didn't get too deep into it. They didn't get deep into anything, even though this isn't 80s, but they, they were, they were talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was 80s and they referenced this. Um, 
so I the only thing I knew about this movie is that it has these obscene phone calls that are supposed to be kind of creepy, and they were really creepy and creepier than I thought. And it was just a cool example to me of how a subtle, well done score and good sound design can really fucking pay off in a horror movie. So I love that, and I love that that was the creepiest part of the movie and drove it a lot. Um, I thought it was awesome, genuinely creepy. Loved the seventies vibe. I give it a eight out of ten. Eight eight point five. Nice. Yeah, we do a ten star. System. Yeah, we do ten stars. Just combine. So, um, you know, how about you, Sam? Give it, get a rating for it or final thoughts or anything? I'll go with like a seven because, okay. because, like I said, I can see where it influenced future movies. Um, I personally like I I've watched it. I probably won't rewatch it. Okay, you know, see, I'll wa- I'll make this a Christmas movie that I'll watch. This this is up there with Gremlins and shit yeah. for me. Eh, yeah. maybe not with Gremlins, but I mean, I mean, it's an, I'm not. Just Sam shakes his head. <laughs> it's not on Gremlins' par, but for a, a holiday horror movie, yeah, I thought this was really good. I, I give it, I give this movie a nine out of ten. Oh, okay. I really, really yeah. like this movie. Yeah. This movie fucking like vibed. Yeah. With me, like I, like I, like I do feel the frustration, like oh, like of the ending and that building of that. Yeah. Like that, that I feel like is the worst part of this movie. Like if it was that ending where it was. Like it turned out to be Chris Warwick's name, like the, the young Joe Namath guy, like he, him, like alone in the room with her and started doing, like saying that shit. I would at least be at least a little more satisfied because yeah. I have a character that I'm connected to to put put that on, even though I don't know why. And you know, the, he's well, doing it if I at least well, have, I mean, he like, was a hockey player, so it could have been like, a brain injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he split personalities. Yeah, he got hit by some guy named like Marcus Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that would yeah, be horrible. <laughs> and uh, no, and uh, yeah, and but I I really liked it. I loved I I I, just, I loved all the characters. I love how goofy some of it was and how creepy it was at other times. I thought it was very well balanced. I, I dug it. I yeah, really dug and we it. both kind of like those early seventies kind of. Yeah, hell yeah. Wouldn't really say it's a grindhouse kind of thing. Yeah, but I, it's got that seventies vibe, which is just really cool. This isn't really a slasher. It's not very like. Yeah, it's not very. It's, it's not, not slasher. Like, gore. It's not really too too. No, it's not gory, gory at all. I don't like, think there's any blood in the movie. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I feel Miss yeah, Max. Yeah, Miss Max the hardest not, kill. Not a lot. What is she really? I feel like it is. You don't see anything. I mean, you see like, she you, she gets a hook, and then you see her. You see a hook, hook but you don't. I don't think you even see any blood. Well, that's about it. Well, as as she goes. opens the door, and there's Phil and um, Margot Kidder. Oh, on I, the guess, bed. I guess like there. And together, when like, when Margot Kidder is getting killed, there's blood on the unicorn thing. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see Phil get killed, right? You don't see her get killed. No. Off screen. He closes the door, and that's right, it. right, right. And we assume Claude's fine. Oh, yeah, shout out to the cat named Claude. That's dope, because my Claude's family fine. has a basset hound named Claude Rouge. Cool, dude. Hell yeah. Right. I've seen the Claude Rouge Instagram. It's pretty good. Yeah. Sorry. Follow at Claude, Claude Rouge. It, yeah, Claude Rouge the basset. Follow his Instagram. <laughs> Claude Rouge he, he's blowing up right good now. Good dog scram. Good dog. I will, good dog scram plug, dude. I think that people should watch this movie. Like I, It's one of those movies where... I I know I probably should have seen it before I was this. The, I wa- did you watch it for the first time? Yeah, in yeah, preparation yeah, yeah. for this. Yeah, me yeah. too. You too. Hell yeah, all of well, us. The second time I watched it earlier this year, but I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think it's it's one of those movies that like you should have as a point of reference. Definitely, yeah. if you're you know a fan I mean? of Wes Craven or John Carpenter. Okay, and the last thing I want to do before we move on is just read out a couple of these taglines. Oh, okay, yeah, we need taglines at the top. They, they are. I, I I read some of these. Yeah, okay. <laughs> these yeah, are bad. Yeah. So the the poster for the movie. Oh, and one other little tidbit too. I um I was texting my dad last night, and I was like, "Hey, have you seen Black Christmas?" Um, 
it's Elvis's favorite horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> goes, I read that too. Elvis like, loved this movie. He was like, uh, so he watched it every single year right, around he Christmas time. Every year. So <laughs> I, I sent him like the poster art for it too. Um, but I, I just <laughs> I was like, he, I go, ever seen Black Christmas? 1974, Elvis's favorite horror. He goes, don't know that one. Is it similar to It's a Wonderful Life? I said, not so much. And sent him the. Um, the poster for it but the poster is really cool and it, it's just like christmas wreath with the poor <laughs> with the girl with the bag on girl's yeah. head with the bag on have you yeah, guys yeah. seen this yeah. have you seen this oh, yeah. okay as a movie. as a graphic see, design see guy all, the whole movie right so that's yeah. a great poster and I, I, the tagline on that is um if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl it's on too tight um <laughs> an- another one is black christmas will rock you too Jesus. Cool. Um, the sort of Christmas you don't dream of. Oh, this is bad. A Christmas of another color brings a killer on the loose. That is hella racist. Um, okay. <laughs> it's not woke for this podcast, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Here's my favorite, though. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows if you're awake. He knows. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's He's watching, dude. It's a hide in the house. Okay, wait, last one. Um, this is a very long one. I'm curious to know where this tagline's from. It's beginning to look a lot like bloodshed. Christmas <laughs> is almost here, and a deranged, axe-wielding psycho is terrorizing a sorority. As it happens, the mad murderer <laughs> also makes obscene phone calls, and he More lives sentences. right above the girls. I, that is not a that's, tagline. That's a synopsis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a full, that's a full synopsis. <laughs> All right, all right. Black so that's somebody who was just like, well, "What's this movie about?" Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Okay, fine. I'm just gonna put it. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just gonna have little Speaking dash marks and like exclamation points. Bloodshed. Because yeah. it's Christmas time. Also, also there's a roar. And he lives above them, but he's gonna kill them. But at the end, yeah. the phone rings. Like, dude, not a synopsis. Yeah. Way too far. <laughs> You're just telling me it's so weird. Okay, I'm gonna pee really, really quick, and then let's do this. Side of the door where the fire's bright and it's burning every night. Everybody will be there and they'll be smiling. Right, Silent Night, Deadly Night, y'all. 1984, rated R, directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr., uh, written by Paul Kamey and Michael Hickey. It stars uh, Lillian Chauvin, Gilmer McCorrick. Lene Quigley's the only one that matters. Does she even, though? I mean, she does in the movie, but the only notable <laughs> credit. <laughs> Is she in it? Oh, there. Oh, yes. she's down there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's the babysitter. Oh, see, I only like to read like the first four cast names because th- at that point, it's like how many more people's Classics. you know ca- ca- names can I possibly Classic spooky destroy? boobs. A lot of spooky, boobs in this one. Spooky boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of spooky boobs. 
I was very it's, surprised at the, at the lack of boobs in Black Christmas. There, yeah, there's none. no nudity whatsoever. None. Keeping it classy. This one, there was a lot. A lot of boobs. Uh, so the um, the synopsis here is: after his parents are murdered, a tormented teenager goes on a murderous rampage dressed as Santa due to his stay at an orphanage where he was abused by the mother superior. Let's get let's get some of those taglines. You want to hear some taglines? Absolutely, I do. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Um, Oh no! <laughs> see, yeah, give it to me, baby. I, I want. I, I, Feed me. See, I, I only trust I mean, on. the one on the. I only trust the one that's on the movie poster, right? And this one is on the movie. Poster. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. That's terrible. Hell yeah, dude! Fuck that. <sighs> okay, um, let's get some other ones here. Okay, so we got um, other taglines here. Um, okay, you made it through Halloween. Santa's here. Yeah, all right. That's it. Okay, cool. um, he knows when you've been naughty. Naughty. Um, oh, this is if a nightmare on Elm Street gave you sleepless nights, or if Halloween made you jump in every shadow, or if Friday the Thirteenth was more frightening. <laughs> I, I love I love it when these movies oversell themselves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> then beware. That's it. That's the best when they have to reference other horror movies in order to like <laughs> to like solidify themselves. It's like, oh yeah, like what was the one that were like oh, like makes yeah. the ring like looks yeah. like a piece of shit. Um, like, Darkness Fall. Darkness Falls. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh god, that was so bad. The Tooth Fairy movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do not talk shit. The ring looks like a piece of shit compared to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like you thought the ring was scary. Okay, so and then the last one's the most interesting one, and one that I I feel like we'll um have some discussion about is um shocking, disturbing. The movie they tried to ban. Bullshit. Well, they did try to ban <laughs> it, kind of. There was a huge... But it wasn't because it was shocking or disturbing. Should we outcry. talk a little bit? Do you guys want to talk a little bit about... To me... Let's, let's start the, talking about that. The, so, the history and everything surrounding this movie is far more interesting than anything in the movie. That's, sure. may, that's maybe just... Uh, I disagree with you, but I'll get to why. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. There, yeah, there's some stuff I definitely find more interesting. <laughs> I, I, I hated this movie. But, but I really hated people this. People really wanted um, to be banned. Uh, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, Siskin Ebert did the thing where they just kept like shaming yeah like, they would name they were such the credits. A, is there you any film critics that were more been. assholes than them though uh, they were pretty brutal um, who, who who's um was it they um uh the woman from friday the 13th they publicly posted what they thought was her address for people to send her hate mail Hey, le- Be- Betsy Palmer. Oh yeah. Who was that she was like a theatrical well, actress and she was you know Jason's mom well, and, and but she was a critic though. What? Oh no no they did that to no her. they did yeah, that to her right, they they right. they posted her no, address and they were wrong but they were like you know like tell this lady what you think like dude uh-huh. I, f- throughout doing this podcast and the more and more that I look you into like either their pieces of I shit, I really do not they, like they, they have treated <laughs> horror movies wrong like at every turn yeah it, like uh, but so, it's uh, what I mean you know they're the they're the horror movie antagonists that uh, I think us horror yeah. movie fans need like people will go oh, out yeah. Letter Malton sometimes but that guy he's chill posting Let somebody's Malton's fucking chill. address that is so weird it's called well, I mean, it, Oh yeah, but I mean, you think about like when they did it, it probably wasn't nearly as bad as it seems sure, now. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Uh, because <laughs> nowadays it's a lot different. Oh. But that's very true. But nowadays, um, you, if you want to find somebody's fucking address, you can pretty easily. You know, that was like kind of a that was that that's a pretty private piece of information that they thought they were putting out there, but they weren't because they're fucking old crusty fucks. Ugh. 
I mean, I will say, like, I mean, like, to the general public, I mean, horror films are generally looked upon as the lowest for, sure. form and critics form of more than anyone. Um, it's definitely the stigma has gone away, obviously, these days. But we it, in the golden age of horror, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the, the mic, the mic, get the, get the, <laughs> I catch that part? No, we're not. I, I, we're, we're not, we've talked about this before. We're not in the golden age, yeah. but I, I think we are in definitely a renaissance of horror right now, for, okay. without a doubt. Oh, yeah. It's okay. not, not the best horror movies ever being made, but I think that horror movies are on the, on the up, for sure. We're coming back. We're coming yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got a high five. Also, uh, so uh, someone who, who came out very publicly against this movie is uh, Mickey Rooney, who uh, a man who <laughs> refuses to apologize for Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, 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 decided that that <laughs> that this movie was uh, not okay. <laughs> really? So uh, yeah, good well. for him. Uh, they, so so this movie, yeah, this movie had fucking picketing and shit. Like people, people, but here's people the straight thing. up picketed. This I'm gonna movie. I'm gonna point this out to you guys. How much do you think that those people got paid to be like, oh yeah, no, don't see this movie because yeah. all that is is people gonna be like, oh well, I gotta go fucking see this movie now. Yeah, I guess <laughs> like true. I want to see what all the hot yeah, yeah, is yeah. about. You know what? It did not work for this at all. I mean, they they um they like changed the name of this movie and stuff like that to try and get you know it's the whole thing was like all all the previews and all the publicity leaving up, leading up to the the release this is 1984 and I, I don't know if i mentioned that or not but that's pretty like essential i mean this is reagan's america right here mm. um and this is during a time when people were really trying th- this like widespread conservatism was really like taking over pop culture and like 80s slashers started to see a backlash for the first time um and and it and it worked, you know. I mean, there were a lot of people that were just like, "Oh, this is a movie about Santa Claus killing people." That was all the publicity, and it made and you know it, it really they wanted people to feel like ashamed of seeing this movie, and it worked. the The star of this movie didn't told his family like not to go and see it because he was ashamed of it, you know, because like the whole thing was hinged on Santa Claus killing people. I would be ashamed of it, but for other reasons. Me too. I don't um, blame him for doing that. It's the same but, thing about because because that also lends to the part. About like why they made Black Christmas a Christmas movie because like, like the day and age we live in, like Christmas has been like such a sacred fucking. It's thing. the war on to, Christmas. To so many people for so long. It still is. It still is to a lot of people. It's sacred. Yeah, the war on yeah. Christmas. Dude. Yeah, people hold like the those ideas in such high and close regard. Yeah. So like to disrespect them, I think is probably more of of what the controversy is than. You know, it being a, like just being a horror movie, it's a disrespecting of of Christmas, my, my, my well, Christmas. At, at the root, I mean, it's yeah. disrespecting. Yeah. I think Christianity, which is what the the Reaganites all felt. You know, on on a side <laughs> note, I was talking to Ken because I was trying to figure out um, a movie for the December uh, movie night. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wanted to do like a a themed. Uh, B movie, yeah. but it was tell tell the listeners really quick oh, okay. about what you're talking about. Um, I once a month at the Friendly Toast in Cambridge, Massachusetts, I run uh, a movie night called B Movies and Burgers. We show a movie and we sell themed cocktails and uh, meals uh, based off of the film. And uh, sometimes there's door prizes for like the first ten people who come. That's awesome. Um, and stuff like that. So uh, we were doing one in December, and I wanted to do a themed, and I was going to do. At first, I was going to do Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 because uh-huh. because Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is basically 
all footage from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Really? But with some additional hilarious, like, hilarious... The first, first, like, hour is, like... uh, You've seen it? Okay, so I watched some of the... So, uh... There's an infamous part. So, for... Garbage Day! I've never seen it. You've uh, never seen that clip? I have no, I haven't seen anything. Garbage Day. I watched uh, a friend of the show, Mark Gallagher, he used to do, uh, like... He did a couple of like movie nights where like we would do com- we would do some stand up and then he would do like well like how we do commentary yeah sure and like the the one I did at like Cape Ann Cinema in Gloucester is uh I, I did some stand up and then Mark and some of his friends did commentary and they skipped like the first forty five minutes of the movie because it's all just like footage of the first it is movie it is the first movie you know I mean it's like, it's batting a perfect zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> so. So anyways, oh, I was going to do that, but there was far too many boobs, and this is in a public place, so I can't okay. really do that. Okay. Um, and there was too much to cut out, basically. As many boobs yeah. as the original? Well, probably just show all the or boobs. Or just a bunch the of the rehashed <laughs> boobs? Uh, more. Definitely yeah, more. Wow. Just add some. There, can I say that there are like four or five sequels to this? Yeah, really? There are a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a oh, lot. Wow. Isn't there but, even a remake, like a reboot kind of thing that happened? Mm, I don't know about that. See, that's it. How, well, how did they pull that off? Didn't this movie not perform well critically or at the box office? I mean, how were I they still able got to all that attention? So many, it was all, I mean, still what, got all what, that attention. Well, no, here. here right. What, yeah, what, okay, what, yeah. what happened yeah. also was that the booming VHS industry opened up a lot of straight to video movies. Mm. So, so a lot of those movies are straight to video Yes, absolutely. A lot of horror movies are. Yeah, big, totally. big, big time because a yeah. lot, of, a lot of horror movies were low budget. So it's you know there were VHS um, companies that would just you know crank them out. Um, and with when you have somebody probably bought the uh, the release rights to Silent Night Deadly Night, and they were like, "Well, we own this. Let's just make sequels." And that's probably all there is to it, really. Um, however, so we were tr- I was trying to find something to show, and I was like, you know. Like, I really wish there was like a weird Hanukkah horror movie. Crazy and, <laughs> and I was talking, oh, so I was talking to our buddy Ken and I was like, I'm like, Ken, is there like anything that's like a Hanukkah horror movie? And he's like, no, that would probably get shut down really quick. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> probably. We know who runs Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> PC, sorry, PC podcast. <laughs> Woke, not lit. Way to Whoa. tie in the Christmas. Whoa. Day. Sorry, guys. Just, just a I huge blast. I just a burp for a second. I don't know what happened. All right. You know, we're just Anyways, here. we were just making a yeah. jo- I started making a joke that we should just make a movie that was a horror movie to uh, right wing Republicans. Nice. And, yeah. he's, and he was just like, if you just made a Hanukkah movie, it probably would be. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, Hell yeah. Anyways, we ended up on that 1989 gem elves. Yeah. I, so I, I, I read about that when I looked at your last, the B movies and, and burgers thing. I, I have never heard of that, but that sounds like it, it was, was a, it was a straight to video movie okay. yeah. and it, it's actually out of print. Um, really? But you can watch it, the whole thing on YouTube. Cool. Okay. Elves. There you go. Everyone, this, if you're looking for something to watch with the family at Christmas Eve, <laughs> <laughs> this movie has always been emblazoned in my mind. Though for like, I've ne- this is my first time watching it, but like, yeah, the, well, the both movie, you guys was well the uh, so the movie store, my favorite video store growing up, Movie Magic in Warren, Massachusetts. They uh, like right above the register was a silent light, Denny Knight poster. It's just like it's a cool poster. So it's just like a hand coming out of the ch- a Santa hand coming out yep, of the chimney with, with the an knife. axe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this one right here. 
yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, and and that was. Are you a fan of this? Yeah, Sam, as that, a graphic that was. Designer. A, I mean, I know it. That was a, well. above yeah. the register for cool. for just like for as long as we went there for like six years. Yeah. And I'm just like I'm just like oh interesting and like I I was even like when I started doing horror movies just never did that one yeah. I don't know but I always think I, that poster is just ingrained in my mind yeah it's iconic you know the the it's name the name too I mean I've known the mm-hmm. name forever you yeah. know that um Black Christmas one of the titles that they were going to change it to was Silent Night Evil Night and that's what the um the, the side A and B of the record is called to Silent Night nice. and and then Evil Night yeah the um. The other thing, I was always under the impression, because, I mean, we were just talking about um, being the first Christmas horror thing, yeah. and I was bringing up the uh, the 72 uh, Tales from the Crypt film right. with, with Peter Cushing. We're talking about this off-air, where we where we talk about all yeah. the really meaningful well, shit. Like, <laughs> it was edited. But, you know, I was always under <laughs> the impression true. We were that... just talking about it right here. <laughs> I'll change it. I'll change my ways. I won't edit this out. I'll edit... Something in. Edit parts in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I say the, that every episode. The cigarette break discussion. We'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah. Well, well the so like I, I for for the longest time I was always under the impression that based on the poster alone and that it was a Christmas horror movie that it was essentially a longer version of the Christmas uh, part of the Tales from the Crypt movie. Sure. I always kind of got that idea of it, and I will say that nowhere close. Yeah. <laughs> You'd say that's better, right? I'm oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So so let's get into the actual movie <laughs> um i get yeah i mean i don't so, know I, I i think all that shit is is really interesting it, about it, it though you know it is but like i mm. i really want to talk about what's very important to me is to talk about the soundtrack in this movie yeah i'm sure you first like it really starts off is like it took me a long time to realize i'm like oh these are not real christmas songs like someone wrote all of these songs for this movie. Like none of these are real. Like Christmas Fever is not a real <laughs> song. It's not a real song. It opens up and it's like, yeah, you're well, right. it is yeah. now. We're all here. Merry Christmas. We're all gay. We're all nice. Also cool. It's fucking Christmas. Christmas Fever. Like it just sounds like a real it's, Christmas song. But I'm like, that's not a real Christmas. Can song. you can you just sing that for the rest of yeah. this? <laughs> Why didn't you make that the intro music? Christmas Fever. Um. Um, Christmas flu, Christmas flu. and uh, sweet little baby side <laughs> of the door, which right? is, yeah, that yeah, song yeah. is just my favorite one because they just shoo in Christmas at the end. Like it's like it's like a long song. It's like a three that was one where like the, the warm side of Chris yeah, of the door yeah, is where Christmas yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's a warm side of the door. Christmas is also on the fucking side of the door. <laughs> like, like it's like the song has nothing to do with Christmas, and they end. They're just like Christmas is on so, that side of the door. Let's. I mean, okay. Let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this like weird denial of that this kid went through some oh my fucked gosh. up shit, yeah. and why why like okay, it's like dude, the kid had a traumatic experience that is totally reasonable to be upset about. Why are you forcing him to sit on Santa's lap, man? You know that's also probably a big part of Nuns, why people didn't like this movie because you're painting like these religious characters mm. as being like there's like can I also like the cool nun is the nun who fucks, and then there's Mother Superior right. who is whoa whoa, a piece whoa. Of no, shit. no 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 you're getting there there's another wait there's another nun who fucks yeah so the nun who fucks is not the cool nun no the cool nun is just another nun the nun who fucks is a separate one yeah because I was thinking mm. the cool nun was the nun who fucks I'm like well that's why she's awesome. Mm. Like, she's just getting railed, giving good advice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, being cool, just being, like, 
trill. No, that's you filling <laughs> in the blank. Like, being like a trill nut. You filling the, in the blanks yeah. and you're twisting oh, the little man. head under also, the little Santa Also, I mean, Santa it, it, it's brainer. extraordinarily, yeah. they, they really kind of left, like, there, there's no explanation to who those two people were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, was I was like, how did you know that that was a nun having a sex? I didn't know who the hell that was. Because there's, there's only orphan kids there, so I assume Maybe like, they were teenage. Maybe it was teenage orphans. Oh, man, I guess it could. I, I don't know. I just assumed it was a nun fucking. I liked that, though. Yeah, but who would she be? Getting a, down with, dude. I don't Who know. was she getting down with? It's an orphan, <laughs> some dude. I don't know, <laughs> some eight-year-old orphan. I didn't also, why did that, that kid get punished <laughs> for looking at it? Because he had a he dumb looked. mullet. He had a uh, bad yeah, kid mullet. mullet. Sucked. But so this movie basically opens with like, uh, this is a family. <laughs> this family goes to visit their grandfather. It's the only at, scene in the whole movie I like. <laughs> <laughs> at, at a mental hospital, and they're like. Yeah, Grandpa doesn't talk anymore. They're like, let me go show you the files. Billy, you can stick out with your Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, they say, yeah. you wait here. He just having standing Grand- next to their comatose grandfather. Yeah. And oh, he's sick. not going to hurt you. Wait. Oh, well, now you've just <laughs> fucking opened it all up, haven't you? <laughs> Grandpa's not going to hurt as you. As soon as the door closes, he, he's like, he, his eyes roll back into his head, and he's like, you, Christmas time, Santa's going to fucking hurt you. <laughs> Santa's going to hurt you. <laughs> and he's like, ah, Grandpa, no. Can I also can, can I also ask the question? They, how fucking far did they drive to show up for ten fucking minutes? I, I thought was going to say they like, "Well, we're leaving now, Grandpa." Yeah, <laughs> it was like harsh. Oh my god! The I kid, love the that kid, though. the kid had a, such a valid point. He's like, well, "Why did we come?" Yeah, <laughs> to I, look at some files. You could have done that over the phone. He's clearly punking them. What was the point of that? Grandpa's just like, I can't wait to scare the shit out of my grandson. The awesome. way, but the way that when he just is looking like out into space, like this blank look, and as soon as the parents go, the kid just creepily looks at him. Grandpa just turns his eyes and <laughs> smiles at him. I was like, like, oh my God. Christmas, huh? Santa, yeah. he's going to fucking kill you. Yeah, the movie goes downhill from there for me. That was that was the um, the climax, So doubt. And also, I mean, how do you go from robbing a shitty convenience store to murdering a family? Yeah, well, I things escalated know, for how, that. Santa. How does uh, can, how does just a gas station? So a, a Santa, there's a Santa robbing a gas station, straight up murders the guy, and he's like, ah, only thirty one dollars. Like yeah. you just have only thirty one dollars in your whole till, <laughs> like a gas station. It was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> this was Reagan's like conservative America. Back then. Yeah, things were conservative. <laughs> Reaganomics. <laughs> Reaganomics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trickle down. That's how it works. That's how it goes on. Yeah. Yeah, and then he stops the family to, I don't know what end, just more murder, I guess. He wanted yeah. to take their car. Or, I don't know. No, because he had a car. They broke no. down? I don't know. I, think I hate this to movie. break down because they want to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Kills the parents. Billy sees it. Decides to grow a mullet in an orphanage. Um, <laughs> thought that was a good move. I'd that blame was, the nuns. Yeah, you know, yeah that was, how, how does this kid... This kid has a nice little haircut. A nice little little guy going into the orphanage. Who cut his hair? Did the, the nuns... Were they oh, were yeah. accepting of the, of the mullet? That was, I, a, that was the cool nun trying to be hip. Yeah, yeah. that was the, <laughs> yeah, nun, okay, the nun, yeah. nun who fucks. All right, the I nun who that. fucks game there. <laughs> All right, I, I refuse to acknowledge that, that, that. Dude, they're saying none of my mind. We don't want to see movie, dude. She <laughs> was outside. Bullshit. Yeah, she was outside <laughs> as soon as he goes into the, the schoolyard. That nun fucks, dude. Uh, none who fucks. All my, pretty much all my notes are like, these songs are not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, sleep, little baby. I'm just like impressed song, you took notes. Yeah, like the song that they oh, just sing to him. Like, that song is geez. not real. I, I take them on the notes Christmas on my fever phone. is not real. Like 
Um, okay, wait. So uh, can I so, can I get to one of my favorite? Um, if we're talking about just like songs, parts of of the movie. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so moving flash forward in the um, in the synopsis, what happens is, yeah. So you know the, um, he go he has he's a little mullet boy and he's at the um, the orphanage and the nuns are 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 bitches to him. They hit him with belts and they try to force him to sit on a Santa lap and shit. What it's, do you, just, it's just the one nun. He, he knocks him out. He, put, he punches the he punches the Santa out. He fucking cold clocks the Santa. Knocks his ass Boom, out, dude. He, got, he like breaks Hell his yeah. nose. He Conor McGregor is this, he, like he's oh, Ivan Drago that motherfucker. Dude, absolutely. He's eight years old. Got yeah. a badass mullet. Sits in Santa's lap and just cold yeah. clocks him. Santa goes. Down. Santa goes down. The kid goes upstairs, down. starts crying in the corner. Going, oh no! I, I'm sorry. I won't be back. His whole thing is like the grandpa sets in in line this motion of like traumatic, you know, like how how this kid is gonna interpret Christmas and shit the rest of his life. And then that, two hours later is validated because Santa kills his parents. Right, exactly. And yeah. then a Santa kills his parents. So this kid has a, a really shitty Christmas. And so his his whole thing is like grandpa tells him Santa's going to punish you and and he and he tells his grandpa that he was been bad that year. So, you know, the little what, what's his name? Little Billy. Shit, shit nugget. Yeah, Billy Nugget. Billy Nugget. He um he he thinks that his parents were killed because he was being naughty that year, you know? So yeah. after he decks the Santa Claus, he goes upstairs and starts crying and being like, "I'm not I'm not uh, naughty. I'm not naughty." So flash forward, it's ten years later, and now Billy is jacked, and he is going to work at a toy shop because the, the nun, the nice nun, thought that's where he should work. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite part of. The Are we talking about the montage Dude. of Billy being a good worker? No, because oh, that's looking, my favorite. My my favorite part was looking at all the fucking toys. The toys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I wrote down. I'm like, I have such a boner for all these old toys. Yeah. Okay, like, not the a, job of the hut. Yeah. There's the, the cool job castle gray skull. Yeah, woo. Yeah, the there toys was were there was very a, cool. there was a fucking crawl. Board game in the <laughs> yes. background. Not only that, the I've, no- my uncle that I told you about before <laughs> has that. Really? Yeah. I oh, man. So the I mean, I'm watch. I'm watching it, and I literally made a noise when something popped up that scared the shit out of my dog who was sitting next to me <laughs> because it was um it's it it was made by this company called Remco. Um, they made it like uh all those um the Star Wars size monster figures in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. They made all of those, but they also made these monster makeup kits. And there's one of them oh, on the dude, shelf. Yeah, I remember this monster and makeup I, kit. And I literally, yeah, like, yeah. gasped. And I was like, oh! And, like, and, and, oh. I, and, my, and my dog just goes... Yeah. <laughs> like, it smells like coming here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, that was the... my Like, for me, like, the entire payoff of the movie was just, like, looking at this stocked toy store Dude. from 1984 Dude, that, that, old, that old like Jabba set looks so fucking cool yeah that was cool oh, so man so and I loved his outfit he, he oh my what, god what was he wearing it's like he looks like a, a porno lumberjack anakin. he looked like dipshit anakin skywalker <laughs> like a fucking shitty padawan robe this fucking uh. moo that he wore like uh, I don't what wasn't is it the just point the, of it that? wasn't just like the weird toy store smock why do you? What? Well, I know what you're talking about. The okay, rope thing for, you were. I have no idea what the fuck a, a toy store smock is. Why do you need a smock? Be- what what I, is it happening? It was just like a weird retail what? item. You don't need a smock. Like a there's vest. nothing getting on you. They're all in boxes. Like there's no like splatter. Hmm. Like why you, he's wearing like a hospital. It was Reagan's America, Johnny, yeah. dude. Yeah. Just accept it. I I, I, like I had it. a shitty vest like that I uh, like when I worked a smock at K- a vest. Yeah, like I worked at KB Toys. Uh, KB Toys back in the day. Hell yeah! Wow. You had to wear something like that, though. So that's like they made you wear a smock. I had it was like a vest thing, and I had to wear a dress shirt underneath it. So it's like oh. traditional toy store wear. Yeah, kind of toy store. It's before the internet. 
Weird tradition. But so I wanted to talk about this montage of Billy being good at his job. Warm side <laughs> of the <laughs> It's this 80s montage of him lifting heavy boxes. He straightens boxes on shelves. He smiles at a woman. Hell yeah. He somebody offers him whiskey and he shakes his head and lifts a glass of milk instead. <laughs> but then at, at the end, when it's towards Christmas, then they they um, open up this big Christmas banner and he just looks at it and shakes his head. Like, oh, so it's like that whole montage. It's like Billy's doing good. Billy's a good worker. Yeah. Billy doesn't drink whiskey. He drinks milk. Billy still doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. He's yeah. Still the in general, like I, I, I it, it was that boer that dude's drinking. You know the uh, what did he have? Yeah, like it's just, yeah, Some, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, and right, I, right, I'm right. just like, I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, nobody was like, dude, no, yeah, you're like, working at a fucking toy store. Like, Stop it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know who needs to dress up as Santa for our Christmas party? <laughs> yeah, for our Christmas. Yeah. Sam and him watching him, he has to dress. Oh, also, he gets called a moon goon by his uh, <laughs> <laughs> by his coworker. What does he call I him? Love that. A moon goon? <laughs> yeah, whatever your moon goon. <laughs> is that like a space? F- I think it's just called retarded. Oh, yeah, dude. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let me see. Yo, this is boner time. Look at all those fucking six Star Wars toys. <laughs> it's so cool. Where is it? We're this? just looking at a picture of just like a... There's a website. It's called it's uh, called Plaid Stallions. And it's you can find just like weird photos of like old toy stores and stuff like that. Whoa. It's oh, it, it, I mean it That's is like it, porn. It is it is yeah. it is so it's so like what a time to be alive. Yeah, like, and I mean this is right when this is the same year as Return of the Jedi, right? Uh, Return of the Jedi is eighty three. Oh, okay, so one year later. It's one year later, but it was still so like well, they probably cool. filmed it at the end of eighty three. Yeah. is my guess. Right. So so that's so they what, had the Jabba the Hutt. That's the Jabba yeah. the Hutt toy was hot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. cool. That's interesting. Well, also what I oh, another thing I have is the, like so. All, all of the music in this is by one person. One person wrote all of these I'm songs. I'm sure. In a week. <laughs> I try to figure it out, <laughs> oh, get down to it, but I just, I have like a, a like a feeling that it's like, like the director's like brother-in-law was like a musician and they're just like, yeah, you can just do this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, fine. Give your brother yeah. some work. Yeah, Morgan Ames. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Morgan Ames. Just fucking, just write it all. Also, uh, search on YouTube um, the songs and it shows the, the co- or at least if you can find the cover of the soundtrack, uh, I assume it's probably Waxworks or uh, or uh, Death, whatever, whoever Death whoever, Waltz, Death Waltz. Thank you, that does it because the the cover art is absolutely amazing. The cover they do some really cool stuff for like the the, the yeah, main Death, title theme yeah, like or Death something. Death Waltz or? was the one who I bought when I bought you the Friday the Thirteenth soundtrack. Yeah. They did the artwork for that. Like they do these fantastic artwork. Oh, cool! On these I th- vinyl releases, I can't remember. They're amazing. I can't remember which one it was. I just got um, the Monster Squad. Nice soundtrack, and nice. it's got the fucking coolest cover art Dude, I've ever seen. They're amazing. They're um, absolutely amazing. I've never wanted to buy one uh, before, and then I just got that. But back to you know the porn of looking at the toys on the shelves and stuff. There's like a continuous. There, there's a there's a shot that they keep using, and it's like by the employee entrance door. That it's all these old Ben Cooper costumes. Those are the ones with the the shitty plastic masks. Ben Cooper? Ben Cooper costumes? I don't know what that is. Uh, the plastic smock costumes with like the plastic face mask, like the 80s like Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. Or fuck yeah, yeah. There's, like, there's like, a, like a shot that there's uh, like a Batman, a Superman, G.I. Joe, and it's all by the employee entrance, like the, the stock room door. Oh, okay. Well, when they're going to the back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they show it a lot, and like that to me also is just like, oh, 
oh man i collect ben cooper costumes hell yeah so it's cool. like i have like a mass collection of uh mo- mostly star wars ones because those are are relatively easy to come by but they're my favorite ones do you have a nice t- tuscan raider i do not i have it's <laughs> <laughs> better yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that. No, no. I got I got an Akbar, Gamoring guard. I got a uh, Klaatu, who we were talking about. And, uh, I got uh, stormtrooper. Got any Imperial C-3-0. guard? Like the red no, they didn't make them. But isn't the arm that amazing? Cool. Can, you, can you show him there? Yeah. So the, what? What? Great. This so is that, the, this that, is actually the artwork I for think I'm the. Pretty sure that's for the, uh, for the vinyl. That's well, so it's, it's so much cooler cool. than it should be. Yeah. Right. It's way cooler than the whole movie. I mean, it doesn't even make like, sense. It doesn't. No. It looks like an old man. Well, yeah. it does make sense because it's like he's holding the head of the guy who he cut. That, that, who he that cut is off. an old man as Santa Claus. He's not young. No, Billy. no, he looks young. What? No, that looks, looks like Gandalf. No, that looks more like the Tales from the Crypt one. Well, it, I okay. So misrepresenting. <laughs> so so basically, as the movie proceeds, he has to they for the toy store. They make him be Santa, and then they apply him. He has a horrible day. They watch. He like manhandles his kids by going, "Stop it! Stop it!" Stop it. But doesn't he tell the kids? <laughs> doesn't he like genuinely tell kids. the kids not to be naughty yeah, too? He's, he's like, like, don't, don't be naughty, don't be naughty. Fucking kill you. Or I'll punish you. Yeah. yeah. Punish. And he's so good with kids. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, he's so good. And then uh, the storekeeper closes and like, let's get fucking shit faced. And uh, which is verbatim what he says. And uh, and they apply him with with Jane B. He is wasted and then goes on a murder spree. Right. So that leads me to my question of this movie: Is this? An anti-alcohol propaganda film. Here's the more important question. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, think so. He dr- the, for, the they allude several times to the fact that Billy doesn't drink. Several times he he passes up beer or or alcohol f- for milk. I mean, this whole once he starts going on this killing rampage, it's after the first time he drinks ever. Was he triggered by Christmas or was he triggered both combo by alcohol? Beer. What the hell is this? That's the tales from the crypt one. Oh, okay. That's very fucking Here's creepy. Here's a more important question I think we should be Jesus. asking. Yeah. Is this a made-after prequel to Black Christmas? His name is Billy. Ooh. Right, he is named Billy. Christmas time. Oh, man. He gets his... Yeah, the reason mm-hmm. he doesn't go in the basement when Jess is there with a the fire poker is because he got his ass beat with a fire poker during this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to just squash your theory up. immediately? or? Well, you mean you can say he dies in the end. But well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, kind of, <laughs> no, that's kind of my, my point. He gets better. Yeah, Yeah. well, you guess, I mean, there's still he his little better. brother yeah. who says, you've been naughty. Yeah. That, that, that was yeah. the only other part of the movie that I liked. Yeah, finally, rough his brother. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like there was like a severe uh, missed opportunity with the brother. As far as like, I mean, yeah. he was just like so, so not doesn't show up used. at all until yeah. he's a little baby well, I, in the beginning. And you know what? I thought that was okay though. That end. was kind of cool because right at the end, then after you know he it's like the final act, and it's you know Billy comes back to take the nun. They do that slow pan up on the kid that's in the orphanage, and I was like, oh, I, I, that's got to be Billy's brother, right? And it was because Billy's brother is is an infant. In the, I forgot um, about him until in the, the beginning. Until yeah, I forgot about him too. But that was kind of a cool way to to bring it back. I thought that was um, okay. There there are cool Christmas kills. In this movie, there's I, one. Yes, I think there's you know, one. The, the, what the lights? Um, the, the I like the, the sl- lights. I like the uh, the the beheading the guy on the sled. Beheading the guy. Well, on come the sled. on. I mean, he hangs the dude with the lights. Yeah, I guess that was alright. How does he kill the stop owner, the shop owner? I forget that. He guts the girl hammer. after hammer. Hammer. 
Well, that was kind of. Yeah, it was alright. It was just kind of like that to me. It got, it got a little generic '80s um, slasher and just that. I think the rain. Well, the rain. The reindeer was fine he too. Puts, he puts well, Linnea. Yeah, Linnea Quigley. He jams. Oh, that was thing. that was a cool kill. That was a cool kill. All right. I mean, his, I mean, Bo, Lost Bo, Boys Bo, took it. Bow and arrow. Totally. Bow and arrow in the toy store, which is insane that they sell a real bow and arrow in a toy store. Dude, it's the '80s. Yeah. Reagan. Reaganomics. Just chill. Reaganomics. Yeah, Reagan, baby. Woo! Yeah, safe times. <laughs> safe it, was, times. It, it was it was sold right next to the BB guns, I'm sure. And um, I I think I picked yeah. up on <laughs> yes, on uh in Linnea Quigley's house and Lombards. Uh, I am obsessed yeah. with. They had like three giant tire paintings that I'm just obsessed with. They're amazing. They, I did search, not search uh, Silent Night Deadly Night tiger paintings. They're all over the house. Oh, I, thought tiger. Said, I thought you said tire. I thought you said tire. Oh too. no, tiger. Sorry, I'm, I'm drinking tire. Tiger. Tiger. It's Christmas. Tiger, Brandon's tiger drinking. burning bright. Lene <laughs> Quigley so, paintings. Uh, well, how much, deep in the night. Jesus, I'm not typing all that. Tiger <laughs> nice. paintings. It's creepy. This is the dumbest Google search. I've no, ever do you, you have to see them. They're amazing. It's like it's I'm like, sure that's they're not like true. They're like fantastic. It's like <laughs> that's not true at all. Super cool, like Ed Hardy stuff, dude. Like super cool Ed Hardy stuff. Yeah, that, you know, that, that, that 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 is the, the most. Uh, people say that sentence all the time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> People always Where? say that. Where? <laughs> you know, like the super cool, like Ed Hardy art There's, that exists. There's no. It doesn't matter. There's nothing. But either way, re- <laughs> just rewatch. Nobody movie. else was that. You were the only person who has ever thought that. They have these that. amazing tiger paintings that are just—they're giant and all around her house. Mm. They're all different. It's—it's it's awesome. All right, I'll have to take your word for it. I, I, I really like it. I love when her boyfriend walks into the room. And she's, he's like, "Hey, where are you?" And it's like he totally just like walks by it, yeah. And yeah. like, and it takes him like yeah, a solid yeah, yeah. like two minutes before he's like, "Oh, babe, oh, no!" <laughs> but no. there's none. There's but what now, I w- now I'm just looking at fucking pictures of tigers. Tigers look cool, dude. Tigers are cool. I will say, I, I will say this: this movie, this movie delivered <laughs> on the Christmas kills. Yeah. Okay, the Good Christmas, Christmas theme kills. kill. Okay. I think the logic behind it is quite flawed mm-hmm. like i don't think that this kid would then become what traumatized him mm-hmm. that seems completely ass backwards um no i i, I, I mean that's how pedophiles generally run you know what i mean is you know like they, they get molested and molest others right so why not get santa and you santa others that's pretty samta Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us. Uh, Young Santa, Santa first. Oh, uh, man. Santa. Uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. All right. For me, so. I've been I, I've been a fake Santa. <laughs> I have. I, I, was, yeah. I was 16 years old. They were like, yeah, we'll put him in the Santa costume. I'm like, fuck. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm 16 years old and I'm, I was raised Jewish. What the fuck? <laughs> I think for me, I didn't. I really. I didn't read any reviews or anything of this movie, and I didn't want to know if it. I knew that Black Christmas was like held in pretty high regard, and like Rotten Tomato scores decent shit like that. I really didn't want to know anything about Silent Night Deadly Night, and I and I wanted to like it, and I I like the grandpa scene. I started just like immediately not liking the movie when it went to ten years later. Billy 
And I think what it is for me is like, I don't like 80s horror movies with some kid that goes through some fucking trauma and then he's a, a weirdo in the 80s. For me, so you mean like uh, the, can, tr- the transition between Corey Feldman? Exactly. is what. That's exactly what I mean. I'm talking Tommy Jarvis and Friday 13th. He, it, it, my, or, um, my least favorite Friday 13th is part seven. Now Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd. In, in part six. Those are my two, uh, Halloween. Those are my two least favorite horror entries and my two favorite franchises. I will say that but, but pa- Paul Rudd, the killer. But Tommy isn't the killer. Does, whatever. I don't care. He, the actor who played They're, Tommy Jarvis in part herring. seven was, was so stupid and terrible. <laughs> I hate that movie yeah. with such a passion. And same with Halloween six. Like these are... Halloween this is just six an is 80s not, trope that I just fucking hate, and I just couldn't get over I, it. I will, I will say Paul Rudd is not the 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 problem in that movie. But No, he's <laughs> not the one problem, but he is a problem. When they movie. started trying to like reason everything. I that hated Michael that. Uh, they give, that, yeah. that, that really, you, you, you haven't seen part six, right? We So he Brandon saw Halloween for the first time this year. We, we did a Halloween episode on it. I got a big slash. You, you have a horror podcast. Okay. And so it took you this long you to see Halloween. I have a giant slasher blind spot. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He's I not a big reasons, slasher. I have my things. I've seen yeah, all yeah. horror movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like uh, slasher stuff yeah. is a big like I forget. I've for forgiven him for this. Mm. It's be, complicated. It's had a complicated upbringing. It's complicated. You want to understand. Stuff. Stuff to you explain. Get we don't want to explain it on air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's just like that kind of, that that thing. I, the, the really stupid 80s music, the, the kid trying to act weird. I just, this is a movie maybe I throw on with some friends if I'm having fun, you know. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think. I think. I can't enjoy it. No, I think that's where the appeal of this movie is. It's that it's one of those, it's a group watching movie. Totally. Which totally could be why. I enjoyed it less because I was watching it by myself. Yeah. Um, and I run into that a lot with um, with 80s uh, movies in general, honestly, uh, 80s horror movies. Yeah. Because I'm I'm really not into ultra gory films whatsoever. I, I just like it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Um, I saw the final chapter. I'm not into any of that. Oh. Not Check even out close. the final chapter. Just kidding. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, and especially nowadays, where it's all become uh, glorified gore porn. You know, I mean, it, it, even I think we moved past a little bit. I feel like earlier two thousand, like hostile era kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that, that, was, that like, was the worst. That was like but prime it, time, really bad. But even now, it's yeah, like we, we it, moved past it. It's a fad that blew over. Yeah. But yeah. but even now, it's like zombies. Zombies are always gooey. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, nobody does like the the. Even like the a dry zombie. I'd like a dry zombie. I like a dry zombie. Return of the Living Dead. Right. Yeah. Even even Ooh. Return of the Living Dead has like some awesome, gnarly, like yeah. cool looking zombies. Yeah, they're very they're squishy. Where, whenever I watch it, uh, we, me and every, Brandon every, hate The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talk a lot of shit about it openly on this podcast. I really really think that show is a huge piece of shit. It's not. It's not something that I'm into. It's uh, the zombie. I know your boy Greg Nicotero. Yeah, I mean, but Greg Nicotero aside, like. The Walking Dead was a comic book that I read, the, like when it started. Well, you read the comic too. Didn't yeah, you I read the comic. Book. Yeah. I, and I've since sold all of mine, my my <laughs> oh, really? original Ooh. press, press Ooh, printed issues. Some good money, decent decent cash. Oh, yeah. But hmm. it was you know I really enjoyed the comic. I loved it. I, I was so into it. Yeah. And then I got about 30, 40 issues in, and I was just like, okay, like I, I, I I've gotten what I needed out of this. It just keeps going. Right. And um, and the biggest problem I see with with Walking Dead and the zombie genre right now is that 
it's all just so open-ended and nobody there's no there's nothing coming at the end you know what i mean right there's nothing fresh either it, no, it's it, all the it same. It feels for, like for, they're deliberately wasting your time. It feels yeah. like, That's like for the last like 10 to 15 years, it's just been just pounded in, in comics and video games and movies and everything. Yeah, and there's yeah, yeah, just yeah. nothing fresh. But there's nothing new. But that that's what discovered. I, that's even what right. I'm talking about with with you know, it's like in these these things, I mean, zombies are always these overly gory kind of represented things like nobody is doing like these are zombies that came that have been dead for fucking 10 years and now they're coming back. And I, and that was, I, I find that way creepier. Mm. Um, then, then these fresh bloody, you know, messes. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, it hasn't, for me, that always hasn't been the case. A big part of it was when I, um, when my daughter was born, I don't know. I just like, none of that appealed to me anymore. Mm. And that was actually how I fell into doing like being more infatuated with um, the classic mm. movie monsters and stuff like that, because there's like a lot more s- behind it. They're not relying on uh, these shocking uh, visuals to get a point across. It's more nuanced to it. Yeah. Mm. And and the other thing about like, I mean, the classic monsters and stuff like that. And I, I mean, and, and this is true about all movies in the 80s with the exception of, well, I, I mean, I guess it's not even the 80s. The reason I like Halloween, but I'm, I despise Friday the 13th is that um, I feel like they, John Carpenter especially, did something like totally, totally different. It's not about the kill shock. It's about the general vibe, like this this v- overarching feeling that is throughout the movie. And, you know, there's something more to this person who hasn't talked in, you know, 15 years and is just, like, unstoppable. There's nothing... There's You have no idea what's going on. And... um the classic monsters, you know, I, with those those characters, especially, and why they appealed to me so much is that there's a a tragedy behind them. Now, all of the Story. All, of, all of them, every single one of them, is so misunderstood. It's right. and that's what I think is like it's re- relatively funny in context, but it's <clears throat> you know these uh, these scary looking creatures are judged by that that they are scary looking, nothing else. Right. And it's like you look at Frankenstein's monster. He was, you know, created, didn't ask to be born. And then people are afraid of him and fucking throw shit at him and try to kill him because he's scary looking. Nothing else. Dracula. Dracula. I mean, he's cursed. You know, he's he's he has to live forever and he has to do this to survive. He's not necessarily evil. But he's not going to, you know, and he falls in love. His reincarnated love. Who he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like passionate it, man. Even the creature from the Black Lagoon, dude, dude just wanted a date. He was I in mean, love. Yeah, yeah, he's doing his dirt, man. You know, and and I mean, you know, Wolfman, same deal. I mean, he was literally cursed. He has a gypsy curse on him. Yeah. Invisible Man was kind of a bad guy, though. He went insane, though. Yeah, I mean, and even did, that, it was like, like it was an accident. Yeah. True. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, same deal. Like, I mean, it was an accident, but I mean, that could go. 
you never know. Well, so how about Billy? Don't you think Billy had a, had a tragic backstory, a, a, a reason that yeah, he so you're not giving Billy the monster he is his his fucking just desserts. Yes, but Billy he is still a classic didn't kill that monster. fucking nun. God damn it! He, he needed did, to he kill. does in the second one. Does he? Well, his oh, we're brother not talking does. about the second one. So in the second one, his brother no, that doesn't count. Mantle, that doesn't but count. his brother does kill one of the superior, and he really? She, yeah, she's in a wheelchair, and he like pushes her downstairs, and she like dying kills her. Oh, was man. it the same actress? The Miller Superior? I don't know. Mm. Don't care. But that was, uh, for this movie, that was totally a bum out. I was just like, yeah, I was like, man, he, he totally should have gotten there. He's got it coming, dude. Yeah. The dude's sledding, they didn't do anything. Well, they were bullies, yeah. dude. They were bullies, but I they mean. They took the sleds from no, the cool Not guys. like Mother Superior was. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, bullies got to die too, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all I think about is Jack Frost. Yeah, never like whoever you were in high the school. Sled, the sledding just like whoever immediately. Whoever you were in high school is who you are like forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like they who, who are you? should have died. <laughs> I am still just like, you know, just like a cool like guy who likes to play like soccer and uh, um, <coughs> likes uh, macrame and, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's normal. Coolest guy. dude in school. Yeah. Uh, I like pixie <laughs> art. I like normal, draw, I like cool to draw guy stuff. I like to draw cool pixies. Cool. And it's just cool. So I fucking it's love hanging cool. out with you. That's who I am, dude. It's cool to be around somebody. Yeah, thanks, that's cool. man. I apologize for going on that tangent. No, that was a, no, that was cool. Sorry. You you revealed a, a, a lot about uh, obviously you're a huge Universal Monster guy, but um I forget how we even got onto that. But I mean I I do too actually. <laughs> we should. I think we were talking about how shitty The Walking Dead was. We were. You were. Walking Dead sucks. I was. <laughs> <laughs> we should close it out, though, because I think we are, we're going pretty long. Well, I think it's Christmas, Brandon. I think. It could be a miracle. This yeah. was a miracle, dude. This was a good podcast. This was. <laughs> There's a lot of meat to this one. Yeah. Yeah, no, Sam, no, it's very interesting hearing all that about the, the universal, the universal model. I, and I agree. I think that those are why they're some of the most compelling figures oh, more so the point the point we were talking about was just that it was a general um there's like a general shock factor right that, you know of these 80s slasher films and that was kind of yes. what was more going on in this like i mean even like the santa killing his mom at the beginning like he tears open her shirt like i mean uh, why <laughs> i think he was going for a rape but then kind of looked like, around ah. and was like, oh, I'm on an open road. I should. Yeah. He's like, Why would crazy. that stop him? He, he just, he, he murdered. Afterwards. No, I try not, I try not to venture into that territory. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, everyone's like,